No. Sideburns? No. Goatee? Maybe. Beard? Beard! Myself in the eye of the microphone. 
I was so excited nice. dancing around to the end of the Obey the Beard music there. Oh, man. That is, uh, it is Beard Talk Live. Our first moment back from the real world, you got to injure yourself. I didn't look up the uh, previous number of episode prior I to- I did. Oh, did you? I did. Can you tell me what- Just for this event? What episode is it right 44. now? This is 44. Like Vix Formula 44? Like Vix Formula 44. Or 44D. There was two different, there was Vix Formula 44 and then Vix Formula 44D. Ooh. Which kind of sounds like WD forty now it, that I think is about exactly it. <laughs> what I thought of, and then I thought, why isn't it? But no, it was WD cough forty four. Oh yeah, yeah. No, it was and cough. Then I remembered there was actually a formula, and this was number forty. Vix forty four. I I just wrote. You down, know, we cough for a different reason. I just wrote there. down forty four D. Oops. Uh, did I say the name of the show? Uh, you did not. Beard Talk Live. We uh, we don't really talk about beards. Occasionally <laughs> we do. We have talked. We're not opposed to talking about beards. Well, since you bring it up, okay. I do have... Uh, you I, are particularly braided today, I am, just as a person. I am. Yeah. I am so braided. <laughs> All right. I am three times the amount of braided that I usually am. Uh, Okay, yes, yeah, sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Measurably. Yeah. It's I mean, you still I mean, I don't care what you do to your hair, you still look like a viking. So That's true. I yeah, I mean, and one day I hope to wor- work my way up to full no, dwarven beard. Hey, it works for you, man. Cuz like know? you can only put so many you can only put so many braids in this thing so far. <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh, since you bring it up, I do have a, 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 we have to create a competition for beards. Oh, yeah. The, the, right. Where we're the judge, like people send us pictures of, of their beards. We need like a, we need a, we need a, a catchy need, place to send it to though. Yeah, we do. But first we need to figure out the criteria of beardiness. <sighs> I mean, I think it just should be subjective, right? Like, well, then you you can't make much of a contest that way. But I mean, I know what you're saying. You want to have subcategory. You want to have like heavyweight beard, lightweight beard, goatee, uh, sideburns only. You know, whatever, right? There's all these competitions, right? You know, beards more than six feet long, beards <laughs> less than six feet long, right? I I see where you're going with it, and as it develops, certainly. But I think at first you just need to have one competition as simple as possible make it for a short period of time so you get maximum participation and then offer some sort of a a thing you know Mm. it's the first annual beard talk live beard competition the winner gets i don't know what do they get Uh, a comb or something like that you you get to you know one whole entire mustache comb we don't we're not this isn't rehearsed at all we're just thinking of this right now as you're listening to us speak it into likely unexistence because, dude, I have this problem where I have ideas all the oh, you know what we should do? And then <laughs> insert idea here. And they go, yeah, that's a great idea. And then maybe you plan out, you know, the first couple, two, three steps. And then you wake up the next day and, and it's gone. Yeah. And I do nothing about it. And then, you know, every once in a while, somebody will remember one of these. And they'll be like, hey, weren't you the guy that was going to? I'm like, oh, that, right. So here's the problem. So, I have all these ideas. So that's why writing is literally magic. 
So that that's been happening to our species for as long as our species has humaned. Writing, like so so that that thing that you just described, where you like have this idea, yeah, and nothing ever happens to it. it just pff, yeah, like a fart in the wind, just gone. And was as soon as we've developed writing, then we can like put that fucker down, and now the physical world will remind us of our own thoughts. And then, when the physical world can remind us of our own thoughts, we can go, oh, yeah, and add a thought to that thought. Yeah. And then we can figure out how to turn those thoughts into a thing that is in the physical world that is still reminding us of that thought. I think that the thing that you think I thought I was thinking is the thing that I thought you had already thought of while I was thinking it. Well, why would you think that? That's a really good question. Um, all right, so we're we're back, right? <laughs> we're we back were, from the real world is what we, we are. We were in what some people will call the libertarian utopia. <laughs> I, uh, It's not a utopia. It's not designed to be a utopia. What it is is a working model. Right, it's only one day, well, well, one week a year, right? But one time a year. Utopias like square circles can exist only in the mind, right? But it is a working model of a society that functions without government, right? Yeah, this is the real world. It's a microcosm, if you will. It's a a test bed, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, When you write new software, you have to put it in this thing called a test bed. Right. There's other words for it, and I'm probably using the wrong term, but that's what you do. You test it and test it and test it Mm -hmm. until it seems like it doesn't, it's not janky anymore. Then, uh, you know, and and when you make a coin, if you want to if you want to either a test how the coin will work before you release it or if you have a coin, you think you want to change it. You do a test net. Right. And try your wonky, wacky shit over there. Right. Because then you won't break anything. Right. And so Forkfest, Porkfest and Sporkfest are just that they are the test beds. They are the here is the trial. Here is what it might look like. Hmm. If people agreed to get together and live, uh, you know, attempt to live uh, by principles rather than by government. Right. And it's fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it is. It's it, great. It somehow does manage to be all things to all people. Yeah. Like it's it's completely different experiences to different people. Yeah. And you can see firsthand innovation from year to year. Right. Especially like just my own evolution. Right. Like my first year, I just kind of I brought some booze and a folding table. Right. And I was like, hey, everybody come drink. Hey, can I get one? Yeah, make a donation. Sure. You know, and that, right. that evolved. And so now it's like, you know, a, a whole different animal. Right. Since four years ago, I had I had the best time. I can't thank everybody who was there and, you know, hung out and did that, you know, enough for like just putting it together. There's some things like we'll we'll criticize it and all that kind of stuff, but I just want to say that everybody who attended, you're responsible for making that happen. Thank you, Thanks. everybody who was there. Thank you. Thank all of you. Thank you. Except for a few of you, you fucking suck. Don't come back. Yeah, thieves. They'll. Yeah, the only people who don't respect the fucking principle. Yeah, they'll they'll work yeah, themselves the out eventually. Thing, the whole thing we're figuring out here is property rights. Yeah, that's the principle. 
Mine is mine. Yours is yours. Don't be and, a dick. You know, I, when I advocate for government to be abolished, uh, I don't mean to say, and you shouldn't interpret that as me saying, I will eliminate all sins, all evil. No, 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 no. We just want to eliminate the biggest cause of it, right? It doesn't mean that there won't be thieves. It doesn't mean that there won't be uh, physical altercations, In fist fact, fights. it only means there will be one less thief. Right. The largest one, though. Yes. And one less murderer. The largest one, though. One less murderer. You know, uh, one less rapist. The one largest one, though. One less rapist. But in all of these, like, wow, number two is way down there. The uh, uh, the largest polluter, right? Yeah. Like, just you know, whatever oh, just, your whatever just purely your on thing the violent is, aspect. Yeah. What whatever your thing is, the listeners, whatever your thing is that you advocate for or against, if you <laughs> look at who's the biggest cause of whatever this ails, whatever it is that ails you here, mm. uh, it's always. Oh, oh, I mean, I haven't found a way to be able to say uh, they're not the biggest cause of that particular ailment, right? I mean, save for like, and, you know, I mean, for all I know, government's the cause of cancer, too. You know it what I mean? It certainly does cause a lot of cancer. Like, it might be the number one cause. We, I don't know these things, right? But there's a whole lot of things that are really bad that they're number one at. So I don't propose. They're definitely number one at blocking the cures for cancer. Yeah. I don't propose that we have no rules. I only propose that we have no rulers except ourselves. Right. I am the ruler of myself. Now... Like all other people, I'm going to need some help from time to time from another ruler of themselves that has a, a skill or a talent or an expertise that I don't have. Mm-hmm. And we need to be able to cooperate. And, and when we come to an agreement, that's called consent. Right. And that's just how all interactions should be. And consent is sexy. And that's all you need to remember. Those are the only rules. That's it. Yeah. Those are the only rules. Those are the only rules. <laughs> that's what, two? <laughs> Depending on how you count it, right. Captain. Depending current, on how you count it. Current law in the United States of America is such that it can't be counted. Right. Much less globally, right? All the laws in all of the world. Holy fuck. That's a number that's, you know, mind-blowing, literally. Yeah, and then we'll go ahead and separate into our own little groups where we figure out what the good thing is. Because that's all we're doing. We're just agreeing on what's bad. Yeah. We're not ha- we don't have to agree on what's good. Like, it's not that hard to a certain extent, but it's impossible to a certain extent. So, look, we're, we'll figure that out. But we can all agree on what's not good. We can all agree on what's fucking evil. What's fucking evil is aggression. You get what you want by hurting people. It's really that simple. Yeah, there's a big, big group of people that that's all they do. Yeah. Hurt people to get what they want. Yeah. And I'm... Just suggesting we might consider eliminating that. Well, shouldn't we just get that to get what we want? That's not how it works. You become the evil one. Well, no, that's them. Taking a hold of evil. It's them outside of us where the evil is. It's always them. Taking a hold of something that's doing evil to others to get what you want is just as evil as somebody else taking a hold of it to get what they want out of you. Well, but don't we need to solve large problems? Like what? Well, global warming for one. Global take care of itself. That's actually true. But let's say hypothetically it wouldn't. 
let's 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 walk down that path for a second. Let's let's assume that uh, the globe is warming through man-made causes uh, that can be reversed. Okay, let's assume this is true, and like it's a disastrous outcome if we don't do something about it. Yeah, and uh, obviously it's a, such a big problem that we need to come together as a large group of humans to do something about this. This is going to take a lot of stuff. Well, you see, we can. We have proven over and over again that we can voluntarily come together across the globe with enormous resources to get shit done because we want to, because there's a profit in it. And if you want shit done, pay for it. Yeah, uh... And do it voluntarily. Right. That's it. That's the only And rule. do it voluntarily. Do it voluntarily. Yeah. I want to come back and talk more about Porkfest and Forkfest and Sporkfest, uh, if we remember. Uh, but Beard Talk Live, who the fuck is this? Butch. Oh, is Butch. this... Is this... Um, Butch. Yeah, Butch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're also... Uh, was it Brian Butch. and uh, uh, Scooter... <laughs> Or Scooby, yeah, hey, something. Okay. Hey, well, yeah. hey man, you're on the show. Hey. Yeah, I mean, um, isn't uh, like picking on a drunk veteran against uh, isn't that considered aggression? No. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> so uh, by picked no, on, you mean you mean verbally? Well, well we were. So I just yeah. want to tell our listeners that he's probably referring to a call that happened. Uh, about an hour ago on Free Talk Live. And so now we're on Beard Talk Live, and I'm happy to talk about it. I just right, want to let yeah. our listeners know who yeah, just didn't hear that show. <laughs> what about the cyberbullying to the point where you, you make them commit suicide? Well, so here's the thing about communication. It can be used as a tool of attack. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, so, yeah. so check this out. So. If I, okay, I can, I can but, say but these words, well, hold on, hold on, follow me for a second, follow me for, for just a moment. I can say these words to you with the intended outcome of putting my idea in your mind. Or I can say them so loudly that your eardrums bleed. Now I'm saying the same words, but in one, I'm making an attack, and the other, I'm trying to communicate. But uh, what were you guys doing to that guy? Trying to communicate. He's drunk, for God's sake. Do you think he'll remember it in the morning? Or are you trying to embarrass them online? No. So the the weird thing about this situation, uh, Skyler, whatever, uh, <laughs> is that he called in to the show. That's a voluntary action. Yeah, I'm just I'm just kidding with you guys. I really wanted to call about. Well, um, there's an edge to your jokes, sir. I'm I'm just really wanted to call about uh, Ricky's attempt to I don't know fix the. Uh, the non-aggression principle. Well, let happening. me tell you now, Brother Butch. You see, the thing is, before I get to that, if you'll give me just a moment, I would like to say the point. But before I make my point, let me first tell you, Brother Butch. Is that is that about right? Is that is that Ricky? Is that it's what about right, yeah. yeah. Okay. Says a lot of words before he says anything. Yeah. What, what were your thoughts, uh, Butch? Oh. I, I thought you were still talking. Okay, I'm sorry. I'd like to try to fix the, the acronym of uh, non-aggression principle. You know, oh, like how... I hate acronyms. Ricky tried to do, like how Ricky tried to do the non-harm principle. You know, 
I, I, I thought of a better one that's more consistent with uh, my experience of what you guys are telling me with the non-aggression principle test. How about uh, N-A-P-E-K-A-W-I-G-E-M-T-S-M-C? Okay, I did, not, I did not get on to this show <laughs> to have a conversation with an eye chart. Uh, let me tell you what it stands for. Not aggression principle, except kids, and when I get enough money to slap my clothes. How about that? Is that what the that, acronym is? Is that what the acronym is? Yeah. I mean, that's what I've been told by you guys. Okay, so here's the thing. It's yeah. not accept kids at all. Like, that's actually okay. why protection of children is so tremendously important to us, is because they have a right to their bodies. So it's not oh, accept kids. Wait, okay, wait. What it is, so, is that they must develop before they can make decisions. And who says this? I, I didn't read that in the non-aggression principle. Is this on page um, two or something? Okay, so aggression. Okay, why do I call it aggression when a human bites me? But I don't call it aggression when a cat bites me. Wait, uh, sorry. Uh, what did you say? I put the phone. This is. Uh... Okay, so there's this element called philosophical agency that's required for aggression. <laughs> okay. Okay, so at what age does philosophical agency kick in? It doesn't always. Oh, it doesn't always. It so doesn't that always. Means, uh, a government can say, like, make decisions for an adult that's a domino. Well, Something like that. So the way government works is they do whatever they want, and uh, unless you stand up to them, they continue to do it. I mean, come on. I mean, uh, that's not really how government. That's what I, you guys. I okay, mean, you try guys, try to stop government from doing something that they're doing. Let me know how that goes. Right. But, but that's not what government really does. Yeah, come it is they absolutely they what government really does. does. But they only have one tool, and that's coercion. That's it. The use or no. the threat of violence. That's all government uses. It's literally the difference between a government and a thing that's exactly oh. like it, but voluntary. So they don't, uh, you know, raise funds through borrowing? <laughs> voluntary borrowing? That they're not not without first stealing okay, okay, from other on, people. No, this, this, is a fair, this is a fair question. So it looks like they're doing non-aggressive behavior. And you can argue you that honestly either way. But the fact that they are doing aggressive behavior while they do non-aggressive behavior is really the point. So so when they use taxpayer money to, like, let's say, uh, prosecute a cop for violating someone's constitutional rights, then that's that, wrong? Say again? So when they use taxpayer money, you know, to prosecute a cop who violated uh, someone's constitutional rights, you know, like in all these cop videos yep. that I, yep. on YouTube. Is yeah. that wrong? The, is that wrong? The the mechanics with which they do it are wrong because here's what happens. Let's say in that rare instance that some cop does get prosecuted for like, you know, laying a beat down on somebody, right? Stomping curb, stomping a kid, whatever. We've all seen the violent <laughs> things that, that police do. So let's just say that that goes to court and then the victim is awarded, let's just say, $10 million dollars as a result of winning that lawsuit. All of the money to pay for that is stolen, including the $10 million awarded to the victim. The cop, however, has no penalty to pay whatsoever, except for perhaps jail time if convicted. So you might yeah, want to so pick a more noble act to, to make your argument. 
I but, mean, they, they so provide public there's good, a, right? There's There's an old saying. You, uh, hey, hey, Butch, Butch, there's an old saying. It is the greatest what? sin and final treason to do the right thing for the wrong reason. So attacking an attacker is the right thing. Now, are they doing that because they are virtuous and defending virtue, or are they doing that so that they have another excuse to steal shit from you and murder people? So you think uh, the butcher down the street uh, feeds you because he, he cares about your hunger? Is that, that what you're is, telling me? That is absolutely why it works. So, the, so the, butcher the more that he cares about my hunger, the more he'll be money, able right? to gauge how much meat he needs to cut and gauge what price he can charge for it. So, yeah, actually. It so, is because he cares he about my hunger. Doesn't have the benefit. So why doesn't he just sell it to you for free? Well, why that's would not he do that? That that would actually huh? that would that would actually be the worst way to feed me. Giving something is different than selling. Nobody can sell you something for free. Oh yeah, you can. No, I then mean, it's, it's not just, sales. It's a giveaway. It's literally a different it's idea. It's yeah. So there's an exchange it's, it's and there's a gift. Yeah, he's giving. No, he's giving you a good, right? So I mean, it doesn't matter what word I use. Well, then he wouldn't be a butcher. He's giving it away. He he cares. He really cares about your health rather than his own welfare. Oh, I'm not. I'm not suggesting that at all. But you're 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 like making your. Um, I'm your, saying that uh, he's not doing evil in the process, and it's a voluntary interaction. Yeah, but uh, I mean, who cares what happens? With the, I mean, these are two separate acts. I mean, the fact of tax collecting and what you do with the tax collection. No, they really aren't. You know, people don't. No, they, care they about really it. aren't two different acts. I, I said this before, right? People don't care when you say. You know, taxation okay. is theft. So, so, okay, let, let me ask you something, Butch. Why is it that you yourself cannot yeah. apply a thirty percent income tax to the three hundred million Americans? I don't have the manpower. Right. Or the, right. You know, now, well, if, well, hold on, hold on. Let me let me follow you. Let me follow you down this path for just a second. If you had <laughs> the the general will of those 300 million to at least beat up the people who disagreed with you, then you would have enough resources to do that. Okay. Right. Now, one of the ways that you might acquire the will for you to do what you want is by appearing to do good deeds, like feed the hungry and prosecute the corrupt. Yeah, okay. So they're Provide literally not, not different acts. <laughs> So what do you propose they do after they tax collect? Just give back? No, I propose they don't collect tax at all. But once they I do, mean, then cease to exist. That's what I propose they do. Like, like dismantle. Like figure out how to earn a living in a voluntary way that's cooperative. Yeah. I hate, I hate to break this to you guys again, but uh, I'm an anarchist. <laughs> no, you're not. Yeah. But that's fine. I am. It's just that I believe in like a market system that doesn't... The market is a beast. It's not a, a soft bunny that cares about people's rights or the non-aggression principle. It's an efficiency beast, an evolutionary efficiency beast. It cares nothing about rights. <laughs> Nor does but government. It, it serves its evolutionary purpose. Actually, technically, the market itself has to care about rights. Yeah. All, so if yeah, there were no... Well, hold, hold on. You can't have a market unless you have an exchange 
That's it's all, actually that's all the market is. more than one exchange. The market is people going, hey, I got stuff to exchange. Do you want to exchange with me? And you either go yes or no. Yeah. That's all the market yeah, is. And, and you literally can't have an exchange unless you have two parties with property rights. But you can have you can have parties that exchange and other parties that aggress against other people. Yeah, and that's that's, that's non-market activity and market activity. And here's the fun fu- here's the fun part <laughs> about all of this. Literally every time without exception, non-market activity is powered powered entirely by market activity. All of the aggression is given its oomph by non-aggression. All of the involuntary acts are given their ability by all of these voluntary acts we made to become wealthy. Is, is this a market transaction? What if uh, so I pay somebody to aggress against somebody? Is that a market transaction? Part of it. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm exchanging money to, for, to have them do an aggressive act. You're, you're trying oh, to oh so, so that's people? different. So that's so that's no different. But when they tax us and then do good yeah. things, that's different. I was going to okay. say you're you're describing taxation in some in some people's yeah. minds. No, it doesn't necessarily need to be. The market will do that. They take the money from you I, I and mean, then and then use it to pay people to aggress on others. I mean, yes, it, it will forcefully. Technically, you're right. Technically, you're right. That would not be market activity in any way. No. Yeah, absolutely right. So in order for it to be market, it has to be property rights. Now it 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 no, leech- no, hold on, hold on, hold on. It leeches off of market activity because if the market ceased to exist, then there wouldn't be money, right? So there wouldn't be a way to pay assassins. I I lost that train of logic. Okay. If there out. were no market, would money have value? What money is just a medium of exchange? Just to it's say, a like, simple yes or no barter. question. Just answer you it. You can barter. Okay, <laughs> like barter's part of the market. That's one of the things you do in a market. And one <laughs> of the things you do in a market is non-barter exchanges, which is currency. So if there weren't this currency in the market, then currency wouldn't have value. People wouldn't do things to get currency if it weren't for these voluntary exchanges being made. Yeah, yeah. The more complex the economy is, the more you need money. Yeah, so what? Right. So okay. what's giving the money power is the ability to exchange for it, which is all market activity. Now, you're taking a yeah, piece yeah. of that value and you're perverting it to the opposite, which is aggression. You're taking a piece of the value and moving it into aggression. But yeah, you're right. You're right. The the not the necessary. hiring of an assassin is itself not in any way a market activity because it is aggression. And I, I appreciate you pointing that no, out. No, that's a, that's an arbitrary uh, definition. No, you're it's just absolutely not. That just, to, just so that you can call an aggressive okay. market. Not peaceful not acts are powered by peaceful acts. What's that? Not peaceful acts are powered yeah. by peaceful acts. Not powerful. Not uh, say that again. Okay, aggression is powered yeah. by peace. Is powered by what? Peace. Peace. Aggression is powered by peace. Absolutely. Uh, okay, whatever. Uh, I, how do you uh, whatever explain that? Give, like give me an example of aggression, and I will show you how it's powered by peace. I mean, I don't even know where this is going. <laughs> okay, so let's say I stab you, right? Yeah. Okay. Like, okay. Now, in order for me to have this knife. To stab you, a crap ton of very peaceful interactions had to occur. 
you can make a shiv out of a rock, right? Right, and I'm being peaceful while I'm doing it. <laughs> what are you, what are you forcing me to say? Yeah, like every it's, every it's, advance it's, in technology relied upon a bunch of peaceful interaction. I think Scooter's lost. Scooter, are you lost? Yeah. What else is new? Just like calling stuff just to introduce peace and everything. It's stupid. Like even if I even if I can. Thank you for your call. Yeah, thanks, Butch. That dude's hilarious. Right. Uh, let's go over here. Beard Talk Live. Who the fuck is this? Oh, good Lord. You guys are there. Welcome back. <laughs> hey, thanks, man. Uh, who the fuck are you? Who the fuck am I? What, you don't have me on the bat fucking line no more? I, I can see exactly who you are. I just, you know, we answer Did the you phone. Know, Major, there Beard. are people who are hearing you now that are not, in fact, physically in this studio. Yeah. Yeah, well, this is Major Payne. All right, very well. Because, you know, there's there's another caller from time to time calls itself something a little similar to that. So, Major Payne. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, you're talking about the pariah who hangs off my arse. <laughs> who hangs huh. off your arse. Huh. I appreciate that I phrase. I thought about it that way. All right. Well, I, mean, I, I actually put it to him that way. You got away with words, Major, that's for sure. He really does, I, I you know. The pariah that hangs off my arse. He's not really a wordsmith. <laughs> and like like some people, not some people, no, there's a distinct difference between like Ricky from the Commonwealth, brother Major, let me tell you, right? And, well, it's Major Payne. Ah, right? Major Payne's a fucking pirate, right? Yeah. Uh, fucking Ricky from the Commonwealth is like Foghorn Leghorn. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> what? Let me tell you. Let me tell you. I can tell you all the things. Well, now you, you got to let me tell you first, though. Well, there, 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 but, there. Uh, you remember the chicken hawk? Don't, don't you never forget the chicken hawk? The chicken hawk. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Old Foghorn Leghorn. He was one of my favorites. Yosemite Sam, I liked even better. And the real early Woody Woodpecker when he was just oh, like me. Yeah, I seen love all the early of those. Woody, yeah. Love the early Woody Woodpecker. Like that one with the, uh, where they, uh, the black and white one where they're like having dinner with death. <laughs> uh, it was morbid, but it was uh, fun. Indeed. Oh, there, there was, uh, every now and then I'll dive into the dollar bin at the, at the, at the dollar store. And I got a DVD that was old black and white Felix, the cat. Uh, and it, was nice. all, it wasn't even no, 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 uh, audio to it. It was all in words and whatnot, you yeah. know? Yeah. It was, uh, quite interesting. Actually, I remember having Back to go buy in the days DVD. when Disney didn't own everything. No, no, no. There, oh, you guys there was this thing called a, a copyright expiring. Uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Major. You guys were talking about New Hampshire, and uh, you know, if China tried to invade New Hampshire, and and, and what oh my the, god, the, how ridiculous what, is that thought? Well, the one Japanese general during World War II, he says, "You do not understand the might of the American machine." He says, "There is a gun behind every blade of grass." Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty much pretty much fucking true. Yeah, but and uh, I used to think that those think guns would perfect. have some place in opposing tyranny, honestly, but clearly they don't. Well, the only place that they have is uh, uh, just that they exist. Yeah, right. Like that's a huge number, 
And that in and of itself, I think right now, is probably the best defense that the people who reside inside of the, you know, at least the lower 48 anyway, probably mm-hmm. Alaska too for that matter, uh, Hawaii, no. I don't know. But like that's probably the best defense that, that people have mm. uh, against tyranny from all comers, including your own. Well, apparently fucking not, because I saw what happened in COVID. And I at least expected Texan churches to be kept open. Oh, they I mean, weren't. No. They at least have, you know, some kind no. of a reputation said, of having guns they and said, like, giving they a said, shit about things that aren't the religion. government. They said, fuck your art, right? You, you'll notice that there were no fucking concerts. Right. There were no theatrical performances of any nope. fucking kind. There were no recitals. No, fairs, no festivals, no concerts, no nothing. Fun. We lived in the fucking movie Footloose. Dancing was fucking outlawed. We did. We literally lived... In, in a place where the reason to live is not allowed. Well, and no and one, no one, no one grabbed back, their guns for that shit, did they? No, they didn't. No, they didn't. And that brings me to my other question: Is do you think there's more mobile homes and or trailers in this country, or guns? I have to go with guns. Yeah. By far, I would I would think so too. But uh, the uh, the trailer park class is just getting built up and built up because we're all getting beat down and beat down. <laughs> poor, and poor. And... <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean nobody owns ten trailers, dude. He does. Oh, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's a joke at somebody else's expense. I mean this without the Pope. <laughs> that's a joke at nobody's expense. <laughs> oh. I'm sorry, well, we, no, we interrupted I, you. Go I, ahead. And I am nobody because I own a trailer, and it's got a house built around. But you don't of, own ten of them. It was once described as it looks like somebody drove a trailer through my house. <laughs> huh. Yeah, cozy. I've uh, I've lived in mobile home parks. Uh, I've I've drank powdered fucking milk from the government. Comes in a white box that says powdered milk. Nice. Believe it or not, like in big black letters. I've had government fucking cheese, the five pound block variety. Oh, it's, the old government cheese was good. It, it actually had the only on. it was the like if I can ever say that like I got something delicious from the government, it was the government cheese. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. And you know what, Captain, as far as the powdered milk goes, if you mix it up and leave it sit in the refrigerator for a day. And better yet, if you can mix it half and half with regular milk. My mom did this for years. Yep. It don't taste bad. Well, my, what I like to use it for, of course, is uh, non-dairy creamer, or dairy creamer in this case. I put some of that in your coffee or your hot cocoa. It's yeah, I spot use it for cooking, too. Yep, yep. I use it for cooking as well. Were you but, calling uh, about uh, something else? Butter? Well, yeah. You, you know I always got some whale shit for you. Whale shit. Wow. Well, shit. You remember that submersible that went down off of Nova Scotia? Oh, my God. I found a meme of that, that cop lady that was, like, supposedly banging all of the cops in her precinct or whatever and got mm-hmm. fired or something. Right. And then it's a picture of her next to a picture of that sub. And the caption above her was, like, or above both of them was, like, ability to handle five guys. And then over her, it was 100%. <laughs> over the sub, it was 0%. <laughs> 
That's fucking hilarious. That's hilarious. But evidently, these people were warned by some, uh, you know, nautical society that evidently the composite that this thing was made of after it goes down to the depths it does a certain amount of times, it starts getting fractured and ruptured and whatnot. But the the thing was controlled by a fucking Nintendo joystick. (laughs) I mean, this was a... They had Cabela seats on the sides and shit. Well, I mean, come on. You want to give someone something they're familiar with, right? uh, uh, But anyway, so so I, I have this theory that the Kraken lives in the wreck of the Titanic and crushed it. Let's start another fucking crazy rumor. I mean, I would it's, make it the... it's actually not that improbable that you end up with a giant squid where the Titanic is. I know. That's why it can be a crazy rumor. But the one I called into you about Wait, the whale. Hold on, Adrian. Oh, no, hold, hold on. on. Hold on. Hold on. Emergency hold on. incoming thought. We're, we're full on whale incoming shit thought. for a second. Incoming thought. Warning. This Big is an incoming day. thought. Wait. The Kraken Tannic? Nope. All right. Go on. It's been voted down. Go ahead, Major. All right. So have you heard about this pod of killer whales off the coast of wait, Spain? Wait, Major. Major, wait. A pod of killer wait, whales? Wait, since we're talking about current Spain. events, I have an event that I want to ask you about because I'm sure that you have an opinion on it. Are you ready? Go ahead. It's the uh, apparent bro-down of Musk versus Zuck. I called in about that when it broke. The what? The what? He says he called in about it. No, 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 I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. So I don't, I don't actually know anything about it. I just Zuckerberg keep seeing memes about. Yeah, not yeah. Zuckerberg challenged Musk to like to an, a cage match. Yeah, like an MMA and, style uh, cage match. Musk accepted, evidently. And and now there's all these memes where it's like Musk versus Zuck, and they're like, well, you know, in their boxers and you know, unfortunately, uh, boxing gloves. Elon Musk is literally indistinguishable from a meme. So I I can't tell if that actually happened or not. Meme on Musk? Like, you know, if it just existed as a meme, it would be exactly as far oh my God, as I if can he refer actually him. challenged him, like, say, on his giant multinational platform. Because I'm on this platform now, we are uncensored, and I can finally refer to him in my preferred method, Fuckerberg. <sighs> Oh, God, that feels so good. <laughs> I, I type it frequently online, like, Fuckerberg! Right, shakes fist at Fuckerberg, but I don't get to say it very often. Uh, so I'm gonna say Fuckerberg, Fuckerberg, Fuckerberg. No, I don't want to summon him. I think I think if I was gonna hype this fight, I'd call it the Zuck Suck match. Zuck versus Suck. No way! Damn it! I had it in my head a minute ago. It didn't roll up. I mean, so here's the thing. Your head did it. Here's oh, the thing. Zuck. I don't, like, you should never count out an old man in a fist fight. Like, I'm just saying, man, like, Zuck, he's got the youth, he's got the training, right? But Musk, you know, he's an old guy, you know, and he's wise. At least wise enough to put himself in the spotlight the way he's done, because that's obviously what he wants, right? Mm -hmm. So he's a man who gets what he wants. Right. And so I wouldn't discount an old man in a fight. Now, he would have to win in the way that an old man would, which is quick, right? It'd be bam, bam, and he's out, right? It'd have to be in the first, I don't know, 30 seconds, minute of the fight, I think, 
in order for Musk to prevail. I think Zuck, with well, his youth and training, well, would now, prevail on. In, a dur- in a duration fight. Well, now, hold on for just a second. Another possibility for Musk to still pull this out is if he just does a full defensive game until Zuckerberg decides to, uh, like, just open himself up for a haymaker and then ended it. You know, that sort of uh, mm. wisdom over uh, impatience kind of thing. Major? Well, that all depends on training and coaching and who's got the clearest head. He's not playing the I same mean, game I'm we old. are. I know I'm going to fight so, a man. young buck. I got to take him out quick because I just ain't got the win to go 10 rounds no more. Well, yeah. yeah that's And that's what that's what we're thinking Elon Musk is at. All right. Well, hey, Major, hold on. Let's go over here. Beard Talk Live, who the fuck is this? This is Jerkface McFucking Stash. Jerkface McFucking Stash. Welcome to Beard Talk Live. Hell yeah. No, I'm just kidding. It's Tenza Guy. It's what? (laughs) I really liked Jerkface McFucking what? McFucking Stash. Stash. I liked that way better than Enza. Like yeah, that's, that's way more memorable. Yeah. Can I just keep calling you jerk face? Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, I'll, <laughs> I'll throw it on jerk face. That's totally cool. Well, okay. Mr. Hey, McFucking like, like, Stash. Oh, I like that better, actually. <laughs> What's uh, up? You guys May I call you M Stash? Like, how... Am I hearing like this thing over and over again? Are you what? Oh, okay, good. Do you guys realize like how Skeeter and Sarah are kind of like wired similarly? <laughs> yeah. I, no, explain you this to, to me. You ask them a question on, on air, and literally their brain is just so focused in one one wavelength. They can't think their way through the problem, so they constantly circle back to the nonsense they keep saying over and over again. <sighs> that is more common that's, than you make it sound. That's pretty accurate, though. Yeah, it's true. It, it, it's pretty wild. I mean, he he's like, I'm in the market forces, the market, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, if the market just wants to kidnap you and put you on a webcam and have midgets kick you in the shin until you cry, I mean, is that something that you want in your life or do you want, like, a you know, a little bit more freedom, some responsibility and stuff like that? But unfortunately, he's unable to think his way through that situation. <sighs> uh, that, that, those are words that I wish would have, I, I could have voiced. <laughs> but that's why you're you and I'm me. <laughs> I just need to have my shins kicked. <laughs> With without government, who will kick my shins? And it is good that I get my shins kicked for evolution's sake. Oh my god. Right. Yeah, I- individuals like that, unfortunately, you realize they need government, otherwise they completely fall no, apart. They or actually or something don't. Like that they're the, they're the fucking victims, man. That's the thing. They would have the ability to think if it hadn't been beaten out of them. Yeah. Yeah, John Taylor Gatto, geniuses are born every day. They're as common as, or more common than you might, like, even begin common to think. grass. But it's it's the public schooling systems then that it gets beat it out. Yeah. ground out of them. Just destroyed. It, it, it's pretty remarkable. You know, I mean, it, it all boils down to the public schooling system where these kids go in to get indoctrinated. And then they get hurt, and then they go back to the schools and shoot them up, and everyone says, they have the guns instead of the schools. Like, what the hell's going on here? Yeah, I mean, the the dude literally cannot process the idea of the market because when he was a boy, they told him, this is the free market. You know, the place where the government orders everyone what to do all the time. Oh, that's the free market, okay. Yeah, and and, (laughs) the idea of, well, hold on. 
Well, free of what? Well, coercion. It's real fucking simple. Real fucking simple. Now, you might think government, which, depending on how you define government, is true. Because I would say that every mafia is, in fact, a government. All the, the bloods, the crips, every time someone steals your lunch money, they're deciding to be your government. But really, free of coercion. You know what I think I would love to see? And that is, uh, in, uh, in case government actually ever gets abolished, right? I would love to see the emergence of actual leaders, right? Uh, and I don't mean people to lead you. I mean, like, people who uh, set an example for the rest of humankind. We can't see these people very well right now because we've got these fucking tyrants masquerading, being, you know, t- stealing the fucking title from actual leaders, yeah. right? And Always so, jumping in front of the parade. Like, you can't, you can't tell who the fucking leaders are right now, right? They, they, and they hide them. They obscure them from us so that we can't see the type of people who will actually help everybody out when there is no coercive agency, no monopoly right. known as government. Right. That's the part, because all of a sudden, if you get a whole bunch of people who are leaders helping everybody out, helping everybody understand how to adapt to the current situation, how to make sure everything is voluntary. Right. Because people are going to need help. I'm going to need some help from time to time, depending on, oh, is the contract long? Is there multiple parties involved? Right. I'm going to need some people and like other people are going to need people just to like do a regular. Hey, how do I go shopping now? Right. Well, that's largely the same way you did before, but you might have to use many different currencies or different currencies, depending on the store that you go to. You know, all, all of these things will people will need help with, but that that's a market opportunity. All of a sudden, everybody will be prosperous because they need to help everybody else. And the ones who do the helping that don't need to be prompted, right, will be just sort of naturally revealed as leaders. Right. Well, well they do it now. Like, I mean, they're pretty easy for me to see because I, I focus on individuals. Yeah. And typically yeah. I ignore 100% of what they say and I just watch your actions. Yeah. Yeah. And every, usually you can see what a person is through their actions and, and almost 100% of the time, or I'm sorry, not 100, 90% of the time, the politicians literally work for corporations and themselves. Oh, yeah. And only yeah. 10% of the time they work for people. Those aren't leaders. Those people are just basically uh, scam artists who have, you know, figured out how to extract a whole bunch of wealth from the population. Yep. Yeah. And every time and leaders, they, they're, they're constantly running out there doing charity work and never, you know, asking or taking for themselves. And they're just being generally good people like Danny Sessoms, or like great example of a good leader. People like what? Danny Sessoms from the crypto show. Have you ever met him? No. Oh, my God. Yeah, he, he runs around and, and like people like give him crypto and he does all this like charity work and just like rebuilds buildings and he goes help kids. He saved a girl from drowning. Actually, she did drown and, and brought her back to life uh, down in Acapulco wow. and all that stuff. Well, he was watching a whole bunch of orphans, by the way. So he's <laughs> That's fucking hero-level shit. Man. That is. That is, that is comic book-level heroism. So I was yeah. watching these orphans one day, <laughs> and <laughs> I, I, I needed to bring a girl story. back to life. Which, uh, to be fair, I do consider CPR to be bringing someone back to life. I'm I'm willing to call that resurrection. Cardio Draw your pulmonary lines resurrection. Of life and death where you will, but like Actually, I think I'm that's close enough. That now. Thank you. Cardiopulmonary yeah. resurrection. Yes, yes, that's actually what I think it is. 
I think that it's like a very, very short window, low probability well, wait, resurrection. Wait, I don't know the definition of suscitation. Right. Or much less how to resuscitate something. <laughs> but but I do know the definition yeah. of resurrection. Am I suscitated right now? <laughs> Am I suscitating? We Is are the suscitators. Suscitation? It's a it's a snack. Suscitator tots. Mmm. Suscitators. And when you reheat them, they're resuscitator tots. Ooh. I've they... gotten carried away here. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, it happens from time nope. to time, particularly late at I night. I mean, uh, every time I hear tater tots, I think loaded tater tots from Kentucky or what was that? Country Kitchen or whatever that is. Oh man. Country Kitchen. I haven't heard that. Not Country Kitchen. Sorry, that's that's a Wisconsin thing. I mean, it's mm. a Cracker Barrel. I don't do America too often, so when I go through... Why would somebody put perfectly good white people in a barrel? Uh, so um, the, when you when you first started out this conversation, you were talking about like uh, how Sarah and then they have this problem of like no, they're so focused on this one idea that they can't mold their brain around a new idea. And the thing is, that always happens when the idea is important to your conception of yourself. Like, if you identify with an idea, then any attack on it will be perceived by your psyche as an attack on your very existence. On you personally. Yes, yeah. on your life, and you'll respond to it like a tiger. You'll what? make sure that it can't get you. What's the question? Is that a form of narcissism? No, it's it's identity protection, unfortunately. Identity protection, okay. And, and if you don't see yourself doing it, then you don't get the option to go like, huh, do I choose to identify with this idea, or is that just something that happened to me? Man, these people are wild. Well, uh, anyway, thing, like, I actually don't... called uh, for a different reason, if you guys want to touch on that sub uh, subject at all. Uh, so I uh, watched a docuseries on the Free State Project tonight. and From uh, oh NBC God, Boston, right? Yeah, the, the NBC Boston docuseries of the Free State Project. You yep. can catch it on NBC Boston, uh, their website there. And uh, you guys are dangerous. I mean, yeah. like, I'm so you dangerous. almost cut a school budget. Um, I know! Get half, motherfucker! Get that shit right! Hang on, let him finish. I'm sorry, you're going to have to repeat most of that, Jason. <laughs> okay. I, I, talking about how dangerous you guys, you guys almost cut a school budget. You almost got, like, so a... Funny. Uh, a bill or some kind of like thing where people can vote for secession. I mean, that is horribly dangerous. And then on top of that, you guys single-handedly caused three bear attacks. <laughs> the bears. You'll ruin New Hampshire. Wait, 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 wait. Did we cause three bear attacks by providing the people that the bears attacked? <laughs> yes. And that, that's 100% your fault. I watched a docuseries, and that's what the docuseries told me. Did you hear that, Ron? Bears. Now you've put the whole station in danger. <laughs> well, let this be a warning to tyrants. We will single-handedly fist fight with bears to get rid of you. Oh, my God. Like, the, the statists are just, they're, they're unbelievable. And um, how much, I mean, just because you guys want a little bit of freedom, how much energy it's creating out of the status is just absolutely hilarious. <laughs> it's really worked well, up. Well, no, they're at the point budget. where they have to fight us. Like, like I mean, I don't know if you caught the show, but like the 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 quote is correct. There is nothing in this world more powerful than an idea whose time has come. Yeah, and they don't actually have the choice to ignore us anymore. 
Yeah. So they I mean, have the to only, fight us. Their, their best idea is coercion and backed by violence. Yeah. It's like, this is our it's best their only idea. idea. We're going to force you because we have guns. Yeah, that's their only idea. That's all they do. That's their only tool. Yeah, and that's our only criticism. Like, look, if all this shit was voluntary, we'd think y'all were weird as fuck and kind of dangerous, but we'd leave you alone. Yeah, if they, if a bunch of people organized, got together, figured out how to fund and build parks that anybody could use, why would I stop that? Right? I know. I would totally pay for that. It's it's when they, it's when they point guns at my friends and my family and people I don't even know. The, uh, to take the money in order to uh, keep most of it for themselves and then put a little bit toward that very thing that like I said, begin <laughs> I begin to we have a problem. Hmm? We get 10%. They, they take 90. Like, yeah. You yeah. Know. yeah. And that's basically it. I, you know, and they're, they're losing sadly and they're so desperate that they think three bear attacks and, <laughs> Almost flashing a school budget and having the secession vote out there is going to completely derail you. Well, well, no, I mean, from everything I've heard, it was a a really even-handed documentary, which if you actually give us a shot, yeah, that's that's how dangerous we are. Oh, we're so dangerous. We're so dangerous, like, maybe we got attacked by bears, I guess? Yeah, three. Three bear attacks. They, they like kind of like left it out until the very end to kind of like squeeze that in there. And uh, the I'm actually surprised. Can I give you that juicy meat at the end there. I, I'm surprised it Bear made attacks. it in, and then I'm surprised that like they thought it was going to be like the thing at the end, right? You know, like <laughs> we're leading up to the thing. Oh, it's the bears, right? Like it wasn't quite at the end. So like I give them some credit, but like. It seems to me that they thought that that might be the case somehow, or at least that's how it came out in the editing process. Uh, but like, well, yeah, I mean, they always have to try to kick in the balls on the way out for some reason. They're just like, well, we don't like what you have to say, so we need to kind of like tell people it's wrong. You know, this city got overrun well, by bears. Well, look, I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you exactly why they kept that to the end. Like, uh, people's biggest impact is whatever they see last, right? Yeah. So the way that they want you to categorize all of this information they just fed you is these people are stupid. Oh, so they're so stupid they couldn't they couldn't keep themselves from getting mauled by bears. Well, so yeah, we're stupid. We're freaking human. Well, of course we're yeah. stupid. We're going to do a lot of dumb shit, but at least you know we're not trying to hurt anybody by trying to do it. Yeah, the smartest people do the dumbest things. Yeah, like we're we're not trying to coerce anybody into our ideas. Our ideas are just so good that we just want to do it. That's literally our defining characteristic. Yeah. <laughs> yep. God yeah, no. When you when you actually look at the fucking thing, it's unbelievably simple. Like yeah. our, our 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 only thing is that let's just do this without you know beating the shit out of each other. Maybe could could we yeah. try that just a little bit in one sector of existence? Yeah. What is your preference, uh, Mister? What was your McStash something? Jerk face. Jerk face, Mister. Jerk face, Jerk face McFucking Stash. McFuck, Mr. McFucking Stash, what is your preference? To uh, have somebody beat you until you do whatever it is they're asking, or to have somebody offer to pay you a sum of something valuable in order to do that same task? I'll take the latter, please. Huh. The, the, the former just doesn't seem like it's a fun existence, right? I mean, Weird. some people are, are masochistic, and they do like being beaten into you know doing a task but you know not all of us are masochistic like that it's just 
basically 95% of the population is kind of masochistic. The us 5%, you know, peaceful people who just want to live peacefully amongst each other, we would just prefer to voluntarily interact. Yeah, wouldn't you know it. Anything else there, Mr. McFucking Stash? Nope, nope. I, I got my good call in tonight. It was a fantastic docuseries, and I, I suggest everybody watch it because it was really good. I do, too. Like, you guys are doing amazing things. I do, oh, too. And, I and in fact, uh, I, know, I know I can say this. Uh, there is more uh, from NBC Boston coming. They were at Porkfest. Uh, Dan oh, and Shira uh, both were there. Uh, they actually introduced me to their boss. And so they, they were there, and of course, you know, very hush hush about like, you know, what, blah, blah, and they're like, well, there's just going to be more. That's all I can say. So, That's fan- well, I, I know how that is. Just to let you know, you guys are heroes. You guys are doing really good work up there. And hopefully one day I'll be able to join you when, you know, things get straightened out in my life. I'd love to kind of, you know, be up in New Hampshire during the summer and then back in Mexico during the winter and just sit on the beach and enjoy the waves crashing in. Hey, back at nice. you too, brother. It's a beautiful vision right, right there. Guys. Peace. Uh, let's move. Let's go back over here. Beer Talk Live. Who the fuck is this? Oh, good. We're back again. All right. Here we go. Yeah. Right. Major fucking vein. Hey, thanks, man. So, uh, sorry, what? we had to take a call from uh, Mexico. So, what? Oh, you, Mr. Mark? No. No, he's in Guatemala. No, it was, it was Mr. From, McFucking Stash, as yeah, a matter of fact. Jerk Face McFucking Stash was his name. And so, yeah. Fucking Stash. Well, there's an interesting name. Yeah, Mr. McFucking Stash is uh, an interesting character. Uh, some would call him a hero. He hair with a wagon wheel and died with a toothache in his heel. We might have left Pedro on hold for too long. <laughs> we may just have. You know, it's, it's an old redneck song. You guys just give me that name and made it pop into my head. <sighs> okay, so that one color that we had that, like, just probably a little drunk to, to think no at the, at the very end of uh, free talk Live, that like used the fact that he was a redneck oh, the beer as an drinking excuse for not thinking redneck. that bugs the shit out of me yeah like look you're talking uh, about mr buck yeah buck yeah that's his name yeah like i look, wanted to call him all sorts of buck related stuff like what the, who the buck is this who the buck do you think you are what the buck hey, is buck your problem off. yeah knock well, off buddy but he, he, he didn't i didn't want to be like censored but, so i didn't but, i didn't do it Using the fact that, oh, well, I'm a redneck. That's not an excuse for not thinking, number one. And number two, every fucking redneck that I have ever known is a real big fan of being on their land. You know, drinking a beer and watching yeah. the sunset. Doing whatever they want. Like, right. My land, I do what I want. Doing what they want to fucking do. Yeah. You right. would think that they, of all people, would understand the concept of freedom. You would, you'd hope. Yeah, I could not understand why that guy would not just say that. Yeah, the politician. I no, no. This is this is cognitive Stockholm dissonance syndrome. Yes, it's all one word, <laughs> one phrase. Now, cognitive Stockholm dissonance syndrome. Uh, this is what like it's this weird sort of evasive maneuver that's been programmed into people where they can't admit that what the actual reality of the situation is. Right? Well, well, I was ready to rock and roll. Oh, you mean murder people? He yeah. can't say that. Literally, he can't. His body yeah. won't permit. His brain won't permit him to say, I was ready to kill some motherfuckers because they told me Dude, to. We're dealing with the same shit from this COVID epidemic. People can't admit they're fucking wrong. That, that might be the epidemic Pride. right there. Yeah. Seven, one of the seven deadly sins. 
fucking pride. I got to tell you, too, like being on doing these shows and that kind of a thing, I've said, you know what? I was wrong way more uh, than I ever have before because I learned so much shit, not only from yep. our, our hosts and co-hosts, but our callers and our guests and all that kind of shit. Yeah. I mean, that's that's why I moved here was so that I could learn shit. Yeah. You know, have conversations with people who knew things that I didn't. Maybe we could teach each other a thing or two. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and, well, and, and being wrong's always... half the battle. Yeah. 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 If, well, in the immortal words of somebody that I don't even remember, you ain't learning nothing while you're talking. What's that? Oh, I'm trying to remember it now. Uh, there once was an owl who lived in an oak. The more he saw, the less he spoke. The less he spoke, the more he heard. Why can't we all be more like that wise old bird? Hey. I don't remember where the fuck that came from. It's a Tootsie Pop commercial. No, that's the how many licks does it take? Three. Three. A one. A two. A three. I tell you what, a big old horned owl probably scared the bejesus out of me more than anything else. I was out in the woods hunting one day. Owls are scary, was, especially and, big ones. Oh, yeah. Well, the thing is, is they're just like a stealth fighter. You mm. don't hear them until no, they're No, you absolutely yeah. fucking don't. Yeah. Their, their whole feather structure is built around pure silence. Means they have to work yeah, so really I'm, hard to fly, which is why they usually just perch and look. Yeah, I'm sitting there deer hunting one day, and this thing comes swooping over me, maybe 20 foot. And uh, once it was about 20 foot past me, I heard him. And it was like, damn. It was like I just entered the sonic boom realm of birds. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, I remember being dive-bombed by... It turns out I wasn't being dive-bombed. There were some uh, uh, kittens... Uh, wild kittens in this like foresty area uh, who had been born and the mother was nowhere around and it was being targeted uh, by the owl as food thinking it was you know mice or rats or something like that Uh, and so uh, we saved a few of them owl got one of them but uh, that's how I found out there was an owl (laughs) and I thought the owl was much larger than it actually was because when they got their wingspan, they appear to be, it's kind of like the peacock, like, ah, right? They appear right. to be larger than they actually are. Uh, so it was, I was scared. Like, I've been, like, I've been around bats and stuff like that, mm-hmm. you know, and I've never been really f- particularly scared of bats or whatever, but mm-hmm. this owl was fucking scary, man. Well, and I think part of that is just human beings used to be a primate that was so small that a bird of prey killed a lot of us i mean a lot of us just by carrying off our young yeah. so the the humans or the pro the pre-humans really that were not terrified of these creatures yeah. are all dead so the ones that were terrified of these creatures mm, those are our ancestors yeah yeah and that's still in there somewhere well there is actually a story that i don't know whether to believe the fellow that told it to me or not but he is missing a big hank of muscle out of the back of one of his arms on the mm. top. And he claims when he was about a year, year and a half old, a bald eagle snatched him out of his playpen in the backyard 
and uh, carried him about a mile, mile and a half, and that's evidently when the muscle tissue broke loose, and he dropped into a freshly plowed farm field. And his impact was as such as his wound was in the dirt. Well, about a day or a day and a half later, somebody heard him howling out in this field and went and found him. So, um, I mean, there wasn't no damn pterodactyl. And I, like I said, I don't know whether to believe the man's story or not because, hell, I wasn't there. Yeah, but, that, that one's right on the edge of believability for me. Yeah, me too. Me too. But like I said, I seen the damaged muscle tissue on the back of his arm, so it had to give me pause. Well, something caused it. Well, it either was that, or it was something more embarrassing than that. Mm. That's a. That's I, I don't know how about. you lose the whole back of your damn arm. Mm. Right. That's a good question. I don't know, like, you know, wood chipper malfunction, yeah. you know. Uh, no, that would have ate your whole fucking arm, dude. I don't know. You ever work in, like, printing presses? Or not printing press, but uh, steel presses? Punch presses? Anything I, I like that? I work stamping mills. Yeah, yeah. So, like, those things can go awry in many weird ways. I've seen a guy, he was, he was just putting his hands in the safety position, and he got hit by a piece of, uh, I can only call it shrapnel, uh, coming from another machine that had malfunctioned across the way, right? Even though they have all these like safety lines and yellow lines on the floor, and you can only go this and all these things, like something went ding, right? You heard this like ding, and like a piece of shrapnel come flying across the 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 floor onto the other area and hit the dude in in the back. So, Oof. yeah, yeah. Well, there's lots of dangerous lines of work. I used to do record service, and if a chain link snaps, oh yeah. That's not big. Playing like a fifty caliber ball. Yep. And, except it's three times as big. Ouch. So, yeah, I mean, anyway. uh, a mechanical accident is a lot more probable, I think, than a uh, bald eagle. But I mean, maybe. Well, I don't know. If they're yeah, hungry like enough; it, they'll try it. It was a speculative story when I spit it out, and I warned you all. Yep. Anyway, this one th this one here actually happened. Let's go to the whales. Mm. There is a pod of killer whales off the coast of Spain that have been sinking ships for about three years now. Mm. I guess I sh shouldn't say ships. I should, should say yachts. Too many damn essence here. Mm. Um, and this is learned behavior because killer whales, they live in family units, right? Mm. Anyway, what these guys are doing is they're attacking the rudder, and they're knocking the rudder. They've sunk three yachts hmm. over the last, I think, three, four years, and uh, done a hell of a lot of hull damage and whatnot. But I heard one oceanologist, there's another 75-cent word that you could barely pronounce. It's got to be a um, buck 50 by now, Major, inflation and shit, man. <laughs> True enough, true enough. I should be able to buy a sandwich for that fucking word. <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> she said that uh, she thought they were playing with the ships. I don't know if there's whale behavior mm. where they bite at each other's tails and shit. And <laughs> I think that is an overly optimistic ship. outlook. I'm trying to think and of... then there, there's other theories where, uh, you know, maybe somebody got... Uh, Shot one one of the old whales got shot at or something or Dude, I can tell you exactly what 
what is, what is and, the and most so probable outcome here. For the boats, you know? Well, hold on. So, like, who's actually a, a predator for killer whales in the world? Well, could it be the species that's kind of a predator for fucking everything? Oh, mankind. Yeah. Right. So now a a bunch of killer whales, if a shark comes around, what they'll do to attack it is they'll hit it in the gills. Like it's very precise work, but that's how they do it. They just go straight at it, Mm -hmm. hit it in the gills, and that'll fuck up a shark. Now, here's this new predator. They figured out what its weak point is, and now they can fuck up that predator just like a shark. Yep, the demolition derby of the sea. Hit him in the gills. (laughs) There's been a lot of motherfuckers that have survived shark attacks by poking him in the eye. Poking him in the eye. Yeah, yeah. That sounds a little tall. I remember one time when I was just a kid. I was only like 12, 13 years old. And there was a place I always used to cut through, right, in the neighborhood. And one day I come across there and... There's this damn eight foot fence that's yeah. built out of wood. Well, fuck, I'm young and spry. So up over the fence I go. Well, there, this, this building was very old. It was built of field stone, and there was a big garage right next to it. So there was a very narrow passageway, right? So anyway, I jump in the backyard and I'm going about my business, and I come around the corner in this passageway, and there's a great dane. And he's as surprised to see me as I am him. Well, I cock back right quick and pop him in the nose. And he sits right down on his ass and shakes his head just like any critter that got popped in the nose proper would. And uh, I got my spray ass out of there. But, uh, yeah. But uh... You, you can survive a bear attack by popping him in the fucking nose. That's one of the most sensitive places there is on most That's critters. That's true. That's true. I'm I'm sure I've told the story, but Major, you you know I used to fish for shark as a commercial fisherman, right? Yeah, I think I've heard you tell that. All right, all right. I did I did once own a uh, a, a set of shark jaws that uh, you know yeah, we sort of that. we sort of kept them open and like it was like hula hoop, like I could step through it. Me mm-hmm. even at my weight now, I could step through it. Mm-hmm. Uh, sadly, I I I I didn't lose them; they were taken from me by an ex girlfriend. No. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. It was uh, yeah, one of those well, get your shit and get the hell out moments, and yeah. like my shit went with her. Yeah. Do you know the majority of uh, shark attacks are just like one little bite and then they swim away? So what what happens? Like that's actually how they get to know their environment because they're goddamn sharks. So they go, "Ooh, what's this? I'm going to bite it," and they go, "Oh, that's disgusting. I'm gonna go clean my mouth out now." Yeah, because humans taste gross. So that's usually how shark attacks go. They go, what's this? Ew. And then go away. It's like somebody taking one bite out of like a whole tray of cupcakes and leaving it there. (laughs) Kind of. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if what you say is true with the gross crap that they feed us, most of the American population should be safe from shark attacks Mm. because they're going to. It's like crap. And most of the time, yeah, that's what happens. No, no, as soon no, as they get no. a taste of us, what, they go, that's disgusting. What what humans will be is is like the shark. Uh, if there's such a thing as a shark prepper, right, we'll be like their their uh, basement storage, right? Because all the preservatives, right, will last mm-hmm. the longest. Right. <laughs> oh, God, now we're shark bacon. Shark. Or bologna, maybe. <laughs> we're shark rice, right? Shark lima beans. 
No, right. you can't put you can't put beans and rice in the. They're gonna bloat. I mean, you gotta have. No, but I'm, it's a metaphor, right? I'm not saying that humans are actually well, beans and rice. So Americans would definitely be like that. Uh, Europeans less so. You know, mm. they won't bury Americans in Europe because we take too long to decompose. Like a McDonald's hamburger. Yeah. <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah. Is is that true? That is true. Wow. So, yeah, Europe is... Uh, so it, what happens if you're American and you die over in Europe? Then they have to ship your body back to America. Okay, but what if what if you're... What if you're American, you have no ID, and you die in Europe? Good question. Cremation? Uh, well, how would they know you're American, then? Well, they wouldn't. That's it what... Seems, like, it seems to me we're well, not... Then they would right. accidentally bury this body and be like, a hundred years later, God damn it, this was an American. I'm guessing if they can't prove who they are, they cremate them. Mm. You'll burn in a fiery inferno for hell and forever and ever. Or <laughs> at least until your body turns to ash. Yeah, that sounds about right. That's it probably what they do with the unidentified. The Americans will survive longer than the Europeans just because of Oscar Mayer. <laughs> I wouldn't call it survive, but you know. Well, you mean craft? It's kind of surviving, isn't it? Hmm? Is what? Not decomposing is kind of surviving. No, isn't it? it really isn't. Like, by definition, yeah. you, you have to have not survived in order for that to be a factor. Yeah, true enough, true enough. Technicalities. <laughs> Damn testicality. Well, who do you think you called, Major? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you are a bickering bunch. You uh, are. That's a fact. You know what makes sharks really happy, Major? Hmm. When you uh, take a giant uh, dowel, a, a long wooden rod with a giant iron hook bolted to the end of it, and you jab that giant iron hook... Uh, into its gills, one on one side, one on the other side. It takes two people to do it. Uh, but as soon as you do it, man, wow, those sharks are so happy. They're just flapping around, having a good time. Da, 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 da. Like, I mean, and they're strong, too. They are some strong sons of bitches. It takes two people to, you know, lift it out of the water and into the boat. It's having such a good time. It's still dancing around until somebody comes over with a big old club and hits them over the nose a couple of eight or ten times. Oh, no, not the baby seal syndrome. <laughs> it's a shark, and they're not really happy when you do this to them. They're, they're quite angry. But is the technique the same as clubbing baby seals? seals? You know, no. that's how they used to hunt baby seals. You just go up and club them. They look at you with them big brown eyes, and you just mack them in the head. Hey, what are you doing tonight? Ah, going clubbing. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, there's some rough words there. All right. Major, I got to let you go. Peace. Beard Talk Live, who the fuck is this? It's Ricky from the fucking Commonwealth. The fucking Commonwealth. Fucking so A, Ricky from the fucking Commonwealth. The Not fuck to be confused you? with Ricky from the abstinent Commonwealth. <laughs> right, yes, the uh, fucking Commonwealth. Yeah. Or the right, chaste Commonwealth, no. Or the what? Huh? The Chaste Commonwealth. Chaste. Oh, the, the do they have special belts? They do. <laughs> they put them on their hats. <laughs> they put the belts no, on the that's hats the one thing and that's funny the shoes. Laugh at me about. Yeah. My parents laughed at me about it. This is, it had to be about like the on the hat? five years ago. We're, we're laughing I at you right now. Belt. Well, I bought this. Huh? I'm sorry. What? <laughs> 
What the hell are you talking about? What are you talking about? What the hell are you talking about? I was, I was trying to say something. I was I talking about belts on hats. I, you were talking about people laughing, and then we were like, yes, we are laughing right now. Well, here I was saying about I have this belt. Now, I bought this 25 years ago. If you ever look at the belt that a Pennsylvania trooper wears, it's the same kind of belt. And I, think I, I hope that I, I never look at the belt that a Pennsylvania trooper wears. Things that are not on my list to do. <laughs> Well, look the at the belt of a Pennsylvania trooper. May I live a thousand years and never look upon the belt of a Pennsylvania trooper. Well, it was forty-five dollars twenty-five years ago. And I remember my parents ridiculed me. I still got that belt. You know the damn things like brand new. Back when forty-five dollars would buy you an entire peppercorn ranch. <laughs> no doubt. But on to something more serious. Now, this is something I mumbled about on the sister show, and I'm going to reiterate this because I never did get to the big <laughs> when I grow up, okay. When I grow up, I want to be a peppercorn rancher. <laughs> peppercorn Which was ranch? the style at the time. <laughs> I want to grow peppercorns on my ranch. I have an entire ranch full of peppercorns. I want a peppercorn ranch. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Ricky. Well... I made a point on the sister show. I'm going to reiterate that because oh I have a lot. Okay. You know, I'm running for as long office, as you don't you know? ask us for permission to lay this out before you start saying a thing. Well, you know what it is? I'm running for office, and one of the main keystones of my campaign for doing it is blow the damn thing away. And I'm not, I make no excuses for that. You know? That's your slogan? Vote for Ricky. Uh, blow no, the damn no, thing away. No, no. You want to hear my slogan? No, because I think mine is much better, <laughs> and I would love to see it on a sign. I'll hear your slogan, though. What's your slogan? Okay. Down with the eagle and up with the cross. I'm, I'm sorry, what? Down with the eagle and up with the cross? No doubt. Huh. I think you ought to run in Texas. Yeah. Again, I like mine better. What is yours? Well, we already said it. I missed it because people are shooting vote. fucking fireworks off and I'm trying to be on the damn air, damn it. It's vote for Ricky. Blow the thing away. Blow the damn thing away. Blow the damn thing away. Sorry. The air, no doubt. Blow the damn thing away. That should be your slogan. Vote for that Ricky. Could, I, I might say that too. Blow the damn thing away. I mean, here's what my point was. Oh, I was okay. thinking about this. Now, the reality when it comes to the Civil War, everybody tries to say it's about slavery. Of course, that never quite works. It's poorly Actually, named. Half reality. of the people say that. It's poorly named. Well, that's for sure. well yeah. That well, is you know, true. Ain't much Civil like. War because nothing's too reality. civil about war. Reality is very simple, and I was pointing this out. You see, in 1861, South Carolina blew it away, and the CSA formed quickly. Now, see, it wasn't really way i look back at it, it is this it, a phrase where you're from for seceding from the federal government uh blowing away the u.s constitution huh all right i like it uh, do you I've, mean I've like to form an opinion like, like i'm wondering about the mechanics of this because there's uh. several ways in which you could blow something away like a, a piece of paper for example one is with like a leaf blower Right. Two is with like a hand grenade, right? There, right. You know. I, I like that one. That sounds pretty good. Or some other. Do I really weapon. need to That's attack a piece of paper with a hand grenade, though? <laughs> Could be. But here's what it comes down to. Uh, it wasn't just it wasn't leaving the union. I mean, it wasn't so much that what happened is and this is where the importance is coming in. It's that the CSA stood up proudly and said, hey, this land here. This land that used to be yours, 
this doesn't belong to you. It belongs to us. Well, that's, that's where they went wrong. They should have said, this land was never yours. Well, I don't think it would have made a difference to Lincoln, because regardless, 600,000 people would have died. He would have blew the shit out of the infrastructure and destroyed the economy anyway. Yep. See, there's a reason why I'm saying this. And they made the right decision. They did. They paid for it, but they made the right one. See, no, I'm looking no, I can't say that they did. No, they, well, they should have. They, they, number choice. one, I'm not saying that you shouldn't leave the union. I'm saying, like, number one, you should have left way earlier. Number two, you should have left for a different fucking reason. Well, regardless. Uh, no, I think that's is, pretty goddamn important, Ricky, is that the reason you left the, the Commonwealth oh, was so you could own people. Oh, I don't think. Oh, come on. You actually believe that was the only reason. People. I think that was explicitly the primary reason on their side. Yes. All right. Now, what about the North? Like today, um, why didn't they leave their own union? Because they again, had twice as many again, slaves. Again, I'm not saying they shouldn't have left the union. Like we're the, the we're North fully agreed on that. Many slaves. You know what? I smell bullshit. Well, check your draws. Uh, okay. Well, because I can point directly to the propaganda and the explicit statement of here's why we're leaving and here's what we intend to do. Like, no, this is this is. That is at least to the South why they were doing this. Right, but in reality, the war itself, we're talking four years of it, was not so okay, we could have slaves. Nobody's going to fight over that. Was it part yeah, of it? Yeah, they will. In 1859, well, sure it was part of it. So if by fight you mean send other people to die. In the North. Huh? So, well, hold on. You said no one's going to fight over that. If by fight you mean send other people to die, there's definitely people that will fight over their ability to own people. But one point I'll make on that, so let's talk about the military. And these things are documented. The difference between the Union military and the Confederacy military. Okay, if you look at the, the, the Union military, were they outmanned the South? Of course they were. Reason why? They had twice as many slaves. That's point number one. Point number two, when you look at the South, in reality, here's what was different. Uh, were there slaves in the Confederate Army? Of course there was. But the reality is, unlike what you're in the say North, is the dumbest possible move, but go ahead. Unlike in the North, you know, the, the amount of slaves that were actually in the military were small in comparison to the amount of everyday people that went and ran for their guns to defend what, and it wasn't fucking slavery. They were defending the fucking land and their livelihood. They're not going to, because most of these people didn't even own slaves. What they were defending was their way of life, and that was described explicitly both to the Union and to the people in order to rally them as we are defending this institution and our right to choose it. But the point is, if it, the reality is, Yes, it was both sides. It was dependent on the economy. The economy was dependent on it at now, the time. To be fair to I'm you on the other side. Issue well, here. hold on, hold on. So so I want to be fair though. On the other side, it wasn't about slavery. Like on the union side, dude, they they would never have gotten any fighters if they'd have said, "We are fighting to free these slaves." No, no. What they sold them to it as, "We are fighting to preserve the union." 
That fucking figures. And that worked, huh? It worked. Unfucking believable. Those are some dumbass well, fucking dude, people. Dude, it's man. still working. It's working today. Normies will call up and I will this talk to them. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Well, normies will call up. I will talk to them about secession. And they will tell me how, like, no, we I'm have sorry, to force... I'm sorry, World War III is breaking out, because I apologize. Oh, I hear you. Yeah, I'm going to have to let you go there. Uh, we'll talk to you next time, Ricky. Go ahead, finish your statement. So people will call up and talk to us about secession and be just absolutely insistent, no, those people are not allowed to leave. Those people are not allowed to live life in the way they want to. We've just got to take back the the power of the democracy and then force those people to live the way we want them to live. Mm. Yeah. It's like, no, we don't. We don't have to do any of that. And in fact, that's a terrible idea. Like, I don't, I don't want you to stop doing what you want to do, even though I find it disgusting. I want you to do it over there. That's the thing that I think most humans haven't been taught how to do, and that's find the force in in your equation. I don't mean that as a Star Wars reference. Some people "Ah, use the force. No, no, find it. Don't use it. (laughs) Right? Uh, It's a fundamental difference. But like, if you can find in in your life your daily interactions, if you is there force involved in this interaction, and if so, where is it coming from, or how is it applied? Right. Yeah. You can begin to see, and then all of a sudden, you start seeing how much of it there is. Mm-hmm. You just find it a few times, and you're like, oh, you get used to figuring out how to how to identify where the coercion, we'll call it, comes in. Uh, once you begin to identify it, you know, once or twice, you start to get good at it the next two, three, four times. You get a little better, right? You know, you get a hundred times. Now you're really able to see where all, and then all of a sudden, you're like, Pah! you're like, it's every fucking where. Right, it literally is. There is no part of your life, or my life anyway, that is not touched in some way by government coercion. Right, none. Yeah, they attempt to regulate everything, everything. every fucking thing. My toothpaste, my razors. Right, there's a little fucking household like you know shaving shit. Like the none of this needs to be fucking regulated. Right, they don't need to regulate the fucking. Uh, the Dixie cups that I buy to rinse they my really mouth. They really don't. Yeah, like, but they do. But they do. They fucking do. Well, because there's there's an incentive in that. Every time you regulate something, you create an entire industry that you can fill with your friends. Yeah. 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 It's what it all comes down to. There's there's what we can convince people to do or buy, and there's what we convince people. Mm. Yeah, authority. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we are going to take a little bit of a break here because it's about that time. I'm going to prepare for it. Uh, we usually only do one break, and so we're keeping with that tradition, of course, with tonight's episode. Uh, how many is it now? 44. 44 is what we've got. And I'm just going to play some music, give us 10 minutes, and we'll talk to some more beardos, be beardos ourselves.
Bring it down now. Bring it back. Bring it down. That's right. Everybody feel groovy. (laughs) (laughs) It's Beard Talk Live. Uh, (laughs) 603-283-6160. We are professionals. (laughs) We've only taken like six calls in the first segment, and that's the first time I've spit out the number. Um. Damn it! We should have ambled with Mc Mc. What was it? Must McStash McFucky stash McFuckstash. Yeah, we should have tried the L. Though I'm not sure that he's aware of the amble. Hmm. You know. I assume so. But we haven't done it, and there are no callers. Let's get it out of the way, huh? Shall we? Shit, Shit piss, piss, fuck, cunt, cocksucker, motherfucker, and tits. Just a few words about the amble. Now, the amble is just a few words, but have you heard... A few words about a few words? Uh, yeah. Have you heard the digest version of Beard Talk Live? I have. The, the intro that Riley gives? He joins us it, every time. It it might be better so than the show. So even if we forget ever to do the amble, the digest will still have it. We've we've double ambled? We've double ambled. Or is that... It's a double amble digest. <sighs> wow. Double Amble Digest. I don't... Okay, sure. Why not? Yeah. Amble Amble. Well, if not, it's too late. I didn't just amble. I amble ambled. That's right. <laughs> amble and I, I think that was fucking Henry Cho. Uh, he was this uh, 
Uh, he's an Asian guy, right? I'm, I think he was Japanese, so he's a short dude. And he looks obviously not white, right? You know what I mean? And But he gets up on stage. He's from, like, fucking Texas. Mm-hmm. And he's got a deep voice. He's like, how y'all doing? And, like, nice. you know, like, you laugh because that's fucking funny. He, uh, he did the bit about uh, why is it that when a girl says the same word twice... It changes the meaning. <laughs> hmm. Like, was it a date or was it a date date? Mm. Right? <laughs> do you like each other or do you like like each other? You get the idea. So, yeah, Henry Cho. Uh, old school comedian, too, man, from maybe the mid-80s or something. Mm. Late 80s. Uh, I watched a lot of stand-up comedy uh, as a as a child, I think. It wasn't readily available, too. Like, hmm. yeah. not like, not like I could just yeah, go to a, yeah, a magic fucking rectangle and go <laughs> stand up comedy and have an unlimited amount. The entire library of all stand up comics well, is available at your fingertips. You could at least turn on Comedy Central, and there's a pretty good chance that. that they've got a stand up comedian on there. I had to catch Evening at the Improv at the 1.30 a.m. on, like, I don't know, fucking. Uh, bef- wow. Yeah, like whenever it was actually broadcast, like I uh, there I had no uh, DVR, didn't exist, right? Didn't you have a VCR? There was a time before fucking VCRs, right? <laughs> I lived in that time, right? VCRs were like kind of yeah, yeah. like like I lived through the uh, the fight between VHS tape and Beta tape, like two different formats of tape. There were two different formats of tape. Now there's different like. Android and iPhone, those are, you know, formats of the same type of a device. So, yeah, I'm that old. <laughs> I had a greater point. I can't remember what it was, but I do want well, to I do want to talk more uh, about Porkfest. Yeah. Right? Yeah, um, I mean, we just came back from it, so we may as well talk about it. Yeah. They've, they've spent weeks without us. <laughs> <laughs> We've Sorry, never guys. ordered them to do that before. Sorry, guys. We had to go take a basically a libertarian vacation. It's true. An anarchist vacation, a, at least a voluntarist vacation. Yeah. Right. It's so amazing that everybody there is so different, and somehow it works. Yeah. Right. Uh, I saw so many. Just I, I don't even know what to call it, like random acts of kindness, right? Or like something would occur. Like there was somebody's like, hey, have you seen little Billy? He's on this kind of a butt or you know that kind of a thing, and like, like the call goes out and it just goes down the like it's almost like playing television. Little Billy, little Billy, have you seen little Billy? Oh, he's down here. Yeah, he's all. Here. Oh yeah, he's over here. Oh, he's over at the Smith's place playing with little Johnny or whatever, right? And so I just saw really uh, interesting interactions that that like I call community. I call it like. There, there was. This isn't a market action. This is just human action, right? Mm-hmm. Human beings helping other human beings to understand something, to learn something, to congratulate them on something, to participate in something, to just transact, to practice what it might be like in the absence of this behemoth, this uh, grotesque organization of violence commonly referred to as government. Right. Yeah, and the thing is, as soon as you enter that world, there's just so much extra energy. Because that's what happens when people voluntarily transact with each other. Yeah. 
they both end up with more than they started with. It's it's a miracle. It's it, the things are the same, but what's happening has completely changed. And because what's happening has changed into a better energetic state, you end up with more energy available to you mm -hmm. than you started. Yeah. And, and and everything that everyone's doing just gets amplified. I think um, it's important to know that this is an intentional thing, right? The, yeah. The, all of the people participating intend it to be successful going into it, not only... I mean, mostly for themselves, but also for all their friends and other people doing things and putting on things and trying to make things go and spread the message of like, mm -hmm. hey, freedom, 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 yeah. freedom, 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 freedom. Like, I mean, and that's what's going And it has a buzz. You're right. Because everybody who's there intends for it to be alive. It They, they intend for it to work. They intend to show the rest of the world that it is, yes, possible for insanely diverse crowds of people to interact voluntarily and have it be peaceful. Yeah. Well, at least everyone that's going there repeatedly. Yeah. Now the newcomers, half of them, it's just, Hey, there's this cool thing. So they don't really have the intention because how could you? Well, they do. If they came, if they were attracted by the ideas of freedom, mm. right? If they found out, they're like, Oh wait, I'm, I've, there's people that were first timers that knew, have known about like all of the pork fests, but mm. this was their first one. Cause they're like, you know, uh, uh, I've known about pork fest. I can't believe that I haven't been to one yet. So I figured I better come to the 20th. <laughs> <laughs> right? right. Like, the, like for some people, this is a bucket list item, right? Mm. Like, uh, yep. I went to pork fest in, you know, 2023. And they'll never come again, and they never went before. But they, they went to one, goddammit, because they knew what it was about. Yeah, Porkfest doesn't hide itself. Right. You know, if pork, what's Porkfest? So that hashtag Porkfest. Oh, look, Porkfest.org or whatever. Yeah. Right, or doc, whatever. They're hide itself, is. shit. We're just bad at advertising. No, actually, they're average at advertising, <laughs> I, I would say. All and right. that's especially with a zero budget, right? Like, I think... Uh, I mm. might advertise myself and my uh, three-song EP. Well, turns out a zero budget is the first step to being bad at advertising. <laughs> I might advertise my shit more than Porkfest advertises theirs. Right. Uh, is, that's all I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> you know, throw some throw some marketing at. The, I mean, you can't though. It can't. It can't get bigger. Yeah. Like if you haven't been to one, to like go. you might. Like we're it's too big for the place that we hold it, and I don't think it can be anywhere else. So the only thing that can possibly happen that makes any sense is for it to reduce in size. Mm, I disagree. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, on a number of fronts. So like, one way that it could extend itself is in time. Well, certainly, but I'm saying like the number of people attending, right? Like, it can't maintain well, this level of attendance if you have to the have infrastructure more people is stressed at the same every time. year well so here's the thing you just have other pork fests i mean look everyone's like hey why don't you have a a, a a free state project in my state you know what try out the fucking idea give it a shot maybe find half a dozen of you and just you know have a barbecue decentralized yeah. the thing that's already decentralized yes 
That is precisely what I am suggesting Read is decentralization. possible. Decentralization? Yes. That's precisely what I'm suggesting is possible. Like the whole point of living in the network age, which is really what this is. Yeah, yeah. The whole point of living in the network age is that you can tap Ooh. into it anywhere at any time. Okay, so now, uh, this will sound weird, but now I'm thinking like, okay, there's like a mecha organization that's, you know, it's just these network people. Yeah, and it's so now it's like the UN of like anarchist areas, right? Mm. So like you've got like the the anarchopoco people, right? That's a that's an area, and you got like the the free staters in New Hampshire. That's an area. There's some uh, communities and other communities in other areas that are also you know, like expat but very libertarian based places, uh, and so now those are you know we'll call them the United Nations of voluntarism. Mm-hmm. Right, those are the leaders, if you will, the self-evident leaders of voluntarism, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, um, yeah. That's that's another thing is that people assume that since there's no rulers, there will be no leaders, and that <laughs> is the furthest insane. thing from the truth. Yeah, that is absolutely, and and that's and fair enough. There's lots of people that think we're overly idealistic because they think that we're trying to make a world with no one like being at the head of anything. Yeah, just no, ima- no, no, no. That's dumb. Imagine the best people being the heads of stuff right. instead of the dumbest. And lots of things to <laughs> be the head corrupt. of. Like having lots and lots and lots of things to be the head of yeah. instead of just one. Yeah. That's really the idea. Yeah. And everybody is sort of the, the head of themselves. Right, right. And because of that, yeah, you're going to have people that are amazing at uh, the kind of organization and leadership that it takes to have very, very different cultures of people, like, still be in good enough relations that we can keep the market going. Yeah, there's going to be people that are awesome at that, and they're going to be very well paid for it. Because who doesn't want that? Yeah. And it's not going to take much, right? Like, there for the first time, there's anarchist infrastructure, right? The blockchain, thank you, Satoshi. Oh. Uh, the blockchain is anarchist infrastructure. It works it doesn't ask permission to exist. It just is. Mm. Well, and this is why I would like to change the the culture around tipping. So I think that we should expand tipping. I think tipping should just be a thing, and, and this becomes more possible as we make better technologies for user interface, but like we should expand tipping to the point where it's just a thing. Hey, I appreciate you. Have, you know, 10 Satoshis or whatever. Like, just that way you you just give a little bit of your appreciation to people that you appreciate because then you are rewarding the people who are coordinating this thing because that's just what they do in their spare time yeah you're just giving them a little more spare time and i think that's how you would get good leadership on diverse projects yeah i would be very interested to see like leadership reveal itself Right, because right. right now, in order to find leaders, you you kind of have to seek them out. You got to yeah. kind of know what what specific niche you're looking for, where you need, uh, you know, to be led, so to speak. What information you seek, uh, you can find them. Sometimes they bump into you, or you bump into, it and you're like, nice. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like right now, it's all clamped down. If you want to be a leader, you got to play the murder game. Yeah. On one capacity or another, you got to play the murder game. And I get, like, people, not everybody wants to stick their neck out, you know? Not everybody yeah. wants to risk their lives for, you know, an idea or whatever, but you you really do. I mean, in one way or another, you're, you're risking your life, Yeah, you know? 
Um, so yeah, it's, it's why the whole like, well, just leave. Oh, and be subject to foreign policy. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. One um, way or another, you're sticking your neck out. Why should we leave when they're the ones who suck? Yeah. Uh, getting out of bed. There's a risk in that. Not getting out of bed. I think there's a much bigger risk there. So, yeah. welcome to life. Welcome to reality. You're always sticking your neck out. You may as well stick it where you want it. Yeah. Uh, so, what did you enjoy the most about Fork or Pork? Oh, man. I I mean, I really liked the, doing the EP thing. That was fun. Okay, so there was just every other fucking second the most pork fest thing ever. <laughs> it was um, just such as uh, so I I currently have like a top two, and, and that is uh, selling your AR for an ounce of gold, and watch out the ten year old girl selling moonshine is ripping people off. <laughs> Uh, I'm just like, ah, how do you get more fork fest than this, or more pork fest than this, more flatter flatware fest uh-huh. than this? <laughs> like, how do you get more freedom festival than this? Yeah, like it was, it was intense, man. I was in a tent. Yeah, so away. <laughs> uh, I enjoyed the EP thing in the tent. On, I didn't do it at Porkfest. I I did do it at Forkfest, and I've said, you know what? I'm pretty sure I headlined Forkfest. <laughs> De facto, like yeah, just because like I think I might have been the only thing officially going on. You know, at, at oh, music wise, yeah. I mean, uh, sure, there were other people, that, but most people were there setting up for Porkfest. Mm. But that's why I wanted to do it on Sunday night, right? Of Forkfest. Oh well, Porkfest well, Fork was will. dominated by one event, and that would be the wedding. Yes, yes, and another reason why I wanted to do the EP like the thing wedding on Sunday headlined Forkfest. Yes, the wedding did. Yeah, yeah. I guess I went last. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I did. I was like, I'm going to go last. <laughs> you know. Oh, so you closed for Nikki's wedding? Great. Nikki's wedding opened for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, That's your wedding. You Thanks for opening for me. It's <laughs> <laughs> just horrible. <laughs> Nothing but love, guys. Nothing but love. Uh, they better believe you, Matt. They didn't. Know. Well, and it was a day late too, right? Like I didn't. Like their wedding was on Saturday, but I did the Sunday thing, right? And I did that on purpose, right? Because I would. I didn't want to like compete, right? right? In retrospect, I should have just been like, there's a big-ass stage in there. Can I just get up on it? Right. You know, people are already here. <laughs> you know, uh, whatever. <sighs> Damn it, Captain. I do. I, Why is hindsight so painfully 2020? I was able to uh, uh, transact with with many people, uh, barter, if you will, uh, and was able to uh, move, if you will, uh, sell, if that's the right word. I, I don't want to use that word. I want to use a barter or transact, uh, but I had these little USB cards that I made up. They had the date, or at least a Forkfest slash Porkfest 2023 exclusive had the Captain Kickass logo. They came in these little leather envelopes, and uh, it had the three songs on it. It has all three music videos on it, the lyrics, 
Uh, it's got a couple of promo videos that uh, I just started putting on the social media. Uh, and there's some other, like, just some odds and ends, some weird stuff that just bonus material, right? I just threw some stuff on it, mm. some, like three songs or something. And, uh, yeah, like, gone. I'm like, there is a market for uh, libertarian art, right? There really is. Right? Anarchist art, voluntarist art, right? If you're an artist, if you're a musician, if you're a painter, if you're a, uh, I don't care. Pick an art. Whatever it is. You like paper mache? Great. Start making libertarian paper mache. It's like I'd sell it at Porkfest because people will buy that shit. Um, just because it's it's libertarian, you know? Um seems to be and that's i can't tell you how much fun i had doing that and like i have to thank everybody involved uh vincent on the video uh brian on the footage uh and also the promotion apparently there's a a market day thing that happened uh yesterday on friday uh about an hour away from here and apparently uh, the EP was played, or the, at least the videos were played at that event. Now, I wasn't there, but uh, I was told of the event. I'm like, that's fucking awesome. Like, thank you for, you know, advertising for, for me and playing my stuff for other people because it's about broadcast, mm-hmm. right? I don't get this whole, like, all these musicians are all, like, tightwads about airplay and, like, oh, I got to get my, you know, one or .001 penny for half a play or whatever. Right. And, and I'm just like, listen to it, right? Like, just listen to the damn music. I'll make more. You want to throw me some money because you think it's good? Great. Come on over to the website. You know, it's fine. Um, So I don't, yeah, it's it's weird. But it's about broadcast to me, right? I'm trying to broadcast, you know, everything that I do is, you know, a part of me as a person being the captain of myself and like literally, like some people, in order to leave a legacy, they have children, mm-hmm. right? In fact, that's most what most people do. Uh, I don't have any children, and so I instead make music from time to time. These are my children. These are my creations, right? These are the things I'm attached to in a way that a lot of people would be attached to their children. I've spent thousands of hours with these fucking things, right? Trying to make them just right or whatever, get them as good as I can get them. And uh, these are my children. So, uh, you know, they're to be shared. The difference, though, is that their children can make what your children are. I mean, works of art can live forever. Right. But human beings can create works of art that live forever. Yes. So if you create a human being, well, especially if you do it well, who knows how many works of art you're creating? What I love about the idea of art, particularly digital art, is that it can live forever, right? Or at least as long as there's a human around to understand it. Yeah. Right? But that means like in a generation two, three, four from now, you know, somebody could be just like, you know, going through some old stuff, some old files of great, great grandpa that were Mm -hmm. found in a, you know, time capsule buried under your front porch for 300 years or whatever it is and open it up and like listen to it and be like wow and enjoy it right? right and that transcends everything that's immortality right if you create a piece of art you put a piece of your self expression out into the world and you know maybe people like it maybe they don't but that's that's what it is you're you're giving of yourself to that art to create this thing 
and so I really like that idea that it transcends. Yeah. You know, and I think that um, the cryptocurrency, the blockchain, transcends, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it will outlive us. Oh, yeah. We'll die and it'll still be around. Yeah. Yeah, that's the strange thing about every little movement of Satoshis that I make. It just stays there for God knows how long. Yeah. Like, it literally could be there for billions of years. It is possible that every little wobble of these things that I make is just going to echo for long enough to evolve new forms of life. That's wild, man. That's incredible. And the fact that we can use this to make things fair, and not fair in the sense of even, that never happens, but fair in the sense of, okay, you got what you deserved. That's amazing. Yeah. And... And the thing is, like, this is the time of rising all boats, right? So, like, yeah, we're getting uh, better and better programs to do all of our dumbest stuff. Rising tide lifts all boats. Exactly. So, okay, with with any artistic process, 20% of the artists are making 80% of the good art. So what about the rest of us, right? What about the other 80% of us in average art, right? Okay, so what happens with us? Well... What's happening now is that we get zero dollars for any of our arts. But what could be happening is that you get tiny amounts of money for for your work. But you could be getting tiny amounts from a whole lot of people, which becomes sort of less tiny amounts. Now, you could be getting tiny amounts from a whole lot of people in a currency that increases in value. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, all of the people's, you know, little wandry doodles start becoming valuable so much so that they can support their existence, which is a good timing for having a thing that's doing all the, like, relatively predictable stuff. Yeah, it is, um, I don't even know the right word. Sad's not the right word. Um, But the fact that artists can't make a living i mean some can but it's <laughs> there are far more artists than there are uh, we'll call them profitable ones ones who are paying their bills with their art mm-hmm. right there are far more people with a day job doing some art right where the day job is paying their bills and the mm-hmm. art you know if they're making any it's supplemental you know uh there's way more of that than there is of artists who are self-supporting right uh, and that could use a change, I think, in my opinion. You know, it should be okay to do art as your job. Right. right? But it takes an incredible amount of uh, uh, support, viral effort, right? Mm-hmm. It, it can't just be the artist making the art. It has to be people going, I identify with that art, and then I want to share it. It's the sharing yeah. part, believe it or not, that's the most important. Right, yeah. And that's what establishes a network of value. Yeah. Like you have a network of people that value this art. And what's amazing is that we suddenly have the ability to transmit value itself. That's true. Broadcast value. Right. So these networks of valuing things 
now have the ability to construct themselves at the rate and in the method of financial networks. Yeah. That's huge. It is. Uh, let's, uh, let's do the thing that we do here on Beard Talk Live and answer a phone. Beard Talk Live, who the, who fuck, the fuck is fuck this? Is this? Hey, is, this, is this me? I don't know who me is. What's your name? Oh, man. Oh, man. My name's Brandon. What's up, man? Brandon, what's up, man? Got a question. Okay. Real quick. Hey, uh, I own a business, and I got a dumpster, right? Okay. So I throw my trash away, but there's always a lot of room, like, left over, so I don't care if, like, the neighbors start, like, throw stuff in it. You know, fine okay. with me. Yeah. Uh, so the neighbors, like, start putting the, their trash outside my dumpster. Should I be, like just talk about this put a sign up like say hey put your shit in the dumpster i don't care but i would talk wanna... to him yeah it's weird that they would leave it next to the dumpster unless like you know i don't know somebody can't actually physically put it into the dumpster you know yeah if you got like a disabled okay. neighbor or something like that i think it's weird but if you know them and you know who it is you might just say exactly what you said to us just now like Hey, look! I don't care if you if you have trash to put in the dumpster, but just put it in the dumpster for me. Eh? I think that'll that's you know totally fine. All right, man. Yeah, I was just kind of curious. But hey, one more question: yeah. libertarian. Uh, the definition of a libertarian is basically the way I see it. I'm gonna think this way, but I'm not gonna force you to do what I think. Correct. Sorta. Uh, I think of it as like right. the the golden rule, right? Do unto others, right, as you would have others doing it, whatever that is, right? Uh, yeah, it's yeah, basically so, don't hit people and don't take their stuff. Yeah, that. So there's yeah, there's cool. there's two directions, right? There's authoritarian, the direction, and there's libertarian, the other direction. Now, the authoritarian direction brings you to totalitarian dictatorship, and the libertarian direction brings you to voluntarism. So anyone who is in that direction is libertarian. Yeah, so I can think one way, but not make you not make you do what I think. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Right. It's always wrong to All force right. other people to your preference. It's fine for you to have a preference, but when you start yeah. forcing your preference on other people, it's always wrong. All right, man. That's badass. Thank you. Anything else? Oh, there's a lot of things, but I'm good for right now, man. Hey, Get thanks for it. calling, man. We appreciate you. That's Brandon, everybody. He's called before. Hmm. I, I feel like he the was, last time he called. I feel like he was nervous. Uh, Some people get nervous when they call into talk shows, that kind of a thing. Like they get a, a little rush or a little, oh my gosh, I'm being broadcast, right? It's a little <laughs> stage fright. Oh, I definitely did. You know? I did too the first time I called in. Uh which is weird though, because I don't know too, like in my regular ass life, I, I'm not really that much of a spectacle, but yet I played guitar and got on stage for like 22 years and played in like bands and shit, and made a mm -hmm. spectacle of myself. Right. You know, and then I do this too, right? But this is like, I don't know, this is a different thing to me. Talking, I think, well, is a, I don't know, it 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 comes kind of naturally to me, obviously. I think you kind of reveal more of your identity through speech than through well your distinct identity yeah through speech than through music like music has a lot more to do with uh what we all have in common you know i mean music is is how you get emotions across 
And the thing about emotions is like, yeah, sure, we have them in different ways and in different like quantities and all that. And about different events, sure. But the thing is, we have the same emotions. Yeah. Whereas with words, it tends to be more your own particular uh, pattern and what your particular world is made up of, which might be radically different from what other people's pattern is. And that kind of opens you up. So, like, to have a lot of people potentially hearing your pattern means that they could disapprove and eject you from the tribe where you will die. Like, on on the deepest level, that's what it is. I don't want to be ejected from the tribe. Exactly. I mean, how am I supposed to feed myself in the desert? Know-how. That's how. Knowledge. Knowing is half the battle. You know what the other half is? The battle. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, the actual I mean, fighting, that's the other half of the battle. Yeah, it's wild, but people are more afraid of public speaking than they are of death. Uh, Well, let's see what this guy has to say about death. Uh, Beard Talk Live, who the who fuck, the fuck, is, fuck this? is this? Good evening, gentlemen. This is Phoenix Aurora. Hey, man. Phoenix Aurora? Yes. Yes, sir. Yes. How are you, gentlemen? Uh, I am fine. We weren't expecting your call tonight, but we're glad to have you, of course. Well, you know, there was a couple of callers in earlier on that I just, it's been kind of gnawing at the back of my brain, the scooter gentleman from earlier. <laughs> Scooby, Skeeter. Skeeter, Scooby, Scooby Snack. Skyler. Uh, Scooby Snack. Brad, Brian, Butch, whatever the fuck his name is. There, there's a topic of the concept that I, I really wish, I hope he's still listening, that, that I think would go a long way for him understanding. Um, I'm sure you guys are familiar with the concept of, you know, the means don't justify the ends. The means or the memes? <laughs> well, the memes <laughs> always justify everything. All right, all right. The, the memes, memes don't justify. Yeah, I mean, I think it the was. Of, um, uh, if the you're f- walking down the street and you know there's a you're, you just got paid, mm-hmm. I come out and I rob you, uh, I jump out of an alleyway, hold you up with a knife, and I steal your money. But I go and I buy coats for a bunch of homeless kids. Well, that because just because well, I bought but the coat buying was awesome, right? Robbing you, <laughs> right? So, Without the government, who would rob people to buy coats for the homeless? It's that's the question right there. Exactly, without violence, because you know that's all government. Well, but is. the coat buying—that was Nothing awesome, right? It was totally different. Sure, except it doesn't justify it. But I, I, I tend to put a little twist on this concept. Right. For me, I, I, I like redefining it as the means. Uh, I'm sorry, the yeah, the means define the ends. Mm. Uh... That's yes. true. No, that is true. That's why I look at uh, the entire organization type known as government as corrupt. The entire institution yeah. is corrupt. From top to bottom, it cannot ever actually do good. It might like benefit some people over here and over there from time to time, but it's always going to be at the cost of having been stolen from some other people for them to get that benefit. And that in and of itself is immoral, and that makes the entire institution evil so in practical terms i kind of look at it like a bowl of cereal and a bowl of shit now it might not be an entire bowl of shit but if there's shit in my cereal i am not gonna eat it and that's how good and evil works like oh but they're doing all this great no no there's shit in your cereal man don't eat it 
it it seems like you know throughout the education system, as we all know, you know, you get conditioned to make these bullshit justifications for the crap that that we uh, you know, that our own biases um, you know, try to, to 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 suck out of the world. Um, you know, you we're, we're trained through the education system to just just lie to ourselves a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more until you wake up one day and you know you're completely denying the reality around you and exactly. advocating for you know neo-marxist bullshit concepts that are literally designed to destroy the free world or the yeah. concept of a free world yeah it's exactly right well because a free world isn't giving them a free lunch mm-hmm. i mean that's that's, that, that, that's why they can't allow us to be free you understand is because they demand that our creation be theirs at no cost to them. That's fundamentally what it all comes down to. That's what tax is. Yeah. Your creative spark, your imagination, that belongs to me with nothing for you. Yeah, it's just like to me I look at it as energy, right? If if I as a human being own myself, I own 100% of my energy. Yeah. Right? Somebody taking some percentage of my energy away from me without my consent is wrong. Yeah. <laughs> right? So the and that that entity exists and it's taking more than 25% of all of our energy on a daily fucking basis and that institution is known as government. Yeah. Grandpa Ernie likes to put it this way uh, and I love it. I love the way he puts it. Yeah, Ernie's um, awesome. You know, it's a it's a difference of degree, not of kind. You know, during chattel slavery, the the owners of people would take 100% of the product of your labor. Mm-hmm. Now and then they would provide provide you with meager clothing and housing and so forth. And nowadays, you have to provide your own meager clothing and housing and stuff. And then, but now they just take you know 30, 40, 50, 60% upwards to 90% sometimes in some situations. But it's still the same thing. Yeah, just yeah. cloaked in euphemism and and uh, you know it's it's oh wait what what was it the Harmon said? It sounds like slavery just with extra steps. Yeah, yeah. no shit, people. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. It's just slavery with extra steps. And it's real, real simple. Like the, the 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 being in a trap isn't actually itself slavery. It's the I'm working and I don't fucking want to. Like that's that's really that's it. That's the whole thing. I am giving this piece of myself, and I don't want to. Yeah. Or I mean, I don't know. Like. When, when I'm working, whether it's, like, as an employee or, like, uh, a contractor or a consultant or whatever, um, when I'm working, I like to give my full effort to yeah. the thing, the project, whatever it is I'm working on. I like to give my full effort. What pisses me off is when some other motherfuckers come and try and take part of my profit away from me without having contributed in any way, without having had any agreement in advance, without having my consent to do so. It's just gone. Yeah. Which is why, you know, I think we talked about this at the, you know, at the, at the tent mm-hmm. at Porkfest, and uh, we're going to be talking about this coming up in the next couple of weeks. This is what really drew me towards the concepts of Vanuism, because you don't have to have the shiny badge and the fancy hat to be government. It's anybody that's trying to use force, fraud, or coercion in order to take from you. That is government. It's the same mindset. It's the same concept. It's the same mm-hmm. actions. It's the same energy behind it. Mm-hmm. And Vanuism is all about reducing the 
you know, ability to be coerced from your, 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 your susceptibility to coercion from private and public actors. No, I'm sorry, private oh, and sorry, government what is, actors. What is it? Vanuism? Vanuism. You're going to have to go ahead and tell us the uh, etymology of Vanuism. So Vanu is an awkward contraction of voluntarily not susceptible to coercion. It's very, very awkward. I strongly dislike this word. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of a portmanteau, but it's uh, I've heard better. It's like a portmanteau that like sort of trails off at the end. It's a portmanteau. A portmanteau. That, that'll be our... That'll be our portmanteau. Yeah, I, the, I'm, I'm pretty day. sure that there's a Hindu deity by the name of Vanu, so you can't actually claim Vanuism. Vishnu. No, that's a different one. Oh, shit. They got them. They got that many? Dude, do you have any idea how many deities they have in Hinduism? Because they literally don't. Unfortunately, no. They I literally am. don't know what the number is. <laughs> <laughs> so what was it again? Voluntary... Voluntarily not susceptible to coercion. Voluntary not susceptible to coercion. And Voluntarily. Sounds like voluntary so like you, invincibility. You take, it's, it's all about taking radical lifestyle changes to reduce, to reduce your susceptibility to coercion. Yes. Whether that means going van life, um, giving up social security numbers. Oh, oh um, no, it's, it's really uh, it's ungovernability. Yeah. Life in the Agora, right? Exactly. Can, can so the, you, like... The, the term is called the second realm. Uh, that's the little jargon for Vanu. Okay, now we're getting pretty culty. <laughs> Start introducing a weird met- new metaphysics there's, man. There's a I'm realm. a little concerned. So you've got your your first realm, your your normie society, where with, with all the people that suffer from cognitive bias and controlled schizophrenia, and then you've got the individuals who try to operate in the agora, in the second realm, in in real space and physical space and time, to actually okay. So yeah, in, yeah. You know, first off, let's go. Let's, let's get this shit straight. The agora the came realm. first. Like the Actually, free world no, precedes no, the enslaved world. Let's get that shit the individual straight. Who created, well, the individual who created the concepts of Vanuism, um, Thomas Marshall. Yeah, I don't care about it. Actually, is a contemporary of Konkin, who is the one that you know originated the concepts of agorism as well. And they what I care about it, is the agorism, not the Konkin. Which term came? Well, sure, the the existence of the agora existed forever. That's just voluntary interactions. I'm saying that the origination of the definition of the terms. The guy wrote them down. Uh, okay, I, I speak English. We we have our, our methods for creating words. So uh-huh. if I can find an, a, an easier word to to give you the concept than some wacky one someone created, like ungovernable, then I'm going to use that. And if someone well, okay. labels if someone labels freedom secondary, I'm going to say fuck you. Freedom is primary. The agora came first. Well, I don't think we're talking at cross odds, actually. Well, and, and that's the thing. Like, I'm not going to let someone else sculpt my entire language for me. No, this is a negotiation. Same reason I don't well, use Z and Zer. No, those are absurd. Can Fuck be, off. Could be equal at the same time. It's just the delineation of another uh, type of freedom strategy. Okay, so you had mentioned, like... Uh, Different lifestyles, uh, particularly of freedom-minded individuals. Uh, you mentioned van life. Uh, in some, I mean, that kind of that's a little more encompassing than just living in a van. That's like you know, oh, yeah. RVs, trailers, right, that kind of stuff. 
This, uh, uh, in one of the chapters um, that was written by uh, Shane, he breaks it down into like uh, urban van lifing, uh, nomadic van life, and different tactics and techniques that you can use to you know, run under the radar from the bludgies. The bludgies. What's a bludgie? Short for bludgeoner? Agents of the state. Uh, is that a British term? I like goons personally, but you know. Is, is bludgies a British term? Sounds awful imagine, British. So it definitely sounds very British. Sounds yeah. awfully British. I watch fact. out for the bludgies. That's a, that should be a British sounds punk band. Awfully British. That's what it should be. Thanks for coming out. Where are the bludgies? Well, the Bobbies used to run around and bludgeon people, so it would make sense. It's true. It, yeah, that's true. That's true. All right, so, so one of the concepts that you uh, that you that is developed for okay. this is um, learning how to gauge your mean time to harassment. So how much time can you spend in one area without suffering the wrath of the bludgies? And what level mm-hmm. of industry can you create there? In that time or like assuming you can come back from time to time as well, right? Mm. Right. That's a big one. And some of the concepts that they utilize are like uh, legal intercises. So having a passport or an ID, um, it doesn't make you a statist. It's these are tools and methods to reduce the ability for individuals to co- to use yeah, coercion mean, against being the victim right. of a, of a mugging doesn't make you pro mugging, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, like no, they they put a gun to my head, and of course you and wanna... said if you don't get this and you try and move your property in this space, I will shoot you or I will kidnap you or maybe I'll be nice to you and steal your money. Yeah. So yeah, no, it's it doesn't make you a status to to get this thing that they're threatening you for not getting. Well, and exactly. and I totally understand the idea of making yourself um, small, you know, when it comes to suffering the wrath of the state, mm-hmm. right? And and small is not even the right word uh, to making yourself uh, more less f- of a target, less of a target, and more fluid. The gray man, yeah, the gray man concept, yeah. yeah, exactly the gray man concept. Uh, can you explain the gray man concept? Because uh, I've heard of it, but I can't define it. So as I first understood it, when I first was like waking up to liberty, it was like a, a concept that was really pushed by um, um, militias and that type of thing. And it's the idea of blending into the you know average group and, and being like a normie and being, being someone that doesn't stand out, not being the guy that stands there with his arms crossed as everybody else is zig-hiling. Uh, you know, you zig Heil, you you do the you engage in the two minutes of hate, um, and you know you uh, you try to stay under the radar. But you know, in the background, you're taking these radical actions that are undermining the state's authority and power, and trying to free more minds. Yeah, and I got to say, it's a it's a much more effective strategy now that we have uh, cryptocurrency to uh, develop networks and save with. Because like you can you can one hundred percent do that and just watch the monstrosity fall. Yeah, I mean, you look at the at the Desert Links. He's been living on off crypto for five six years now exclusively. It's amazing. Yeah, I think uh, Andreas Antonopoulos uh, he wrote uh, the Internet of Money mm-hmm. uh, early on in the crypto days. Um, he lived off cryptocurrency. Uh, he's the first person I was exposed to that at least said he did mm-hmm. and then would be able to explain sort of how 
mm-hmm. uh, and I thought that was amazing. So sometime it took sometimes it took an intermediary between like the place where he was going to give his talk, his book tour or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, to like exchange between individuals so that he could get paid in the mm-hmm. in the crypto. But he would only do his engagements in crypto. Uh, Airbnb was one of the first. Uh, places where you could spend your crypto. I don't know if they take it directly. I've never used it on Airbnb. But they're, if they're, they don't, there's at least a gift card option to get to Airbnb through crypto. And so all of a sudden, this second-level infrastructure gets built around gift cards. And there's this gift card economy where you can get a whole bunch of stuff for crypto. And you can also buy stuff and then turn around and sell it for crypto with your crypto now. So... That's a, that's a two-way market, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the benefits are just insane. Mm-hmm. And then the third layer comes in with BitWage and all these other payment processing companes that I are trying to about uh, BitWage. utilize your, your crypto, and, and that way you can spend it every single day in the, in the, you know, the normie society, in the, the first realm, in the, in the, you know, yeah. the white market. What's Bit, BitWage? BitWage is, uh, let's say I get a corporate job, right? I'm doing some answering the phones, customer service bullshit, and they're sending me a paycheck. I'm on a W-2 or W-9, whatever the fucking tax form is. Right. Uh, they're taking money out of my check, but I'm getting paid. I got to have my money direct deposited somewhere, right. according to the corporate policy, so I can sign up for a BitWage account. And what they will do is provide you with uh, a bank account routing number and account number. Your employer can then take that information, route the U.S. dollars to it, and then instead turn around and transduce that into cryptocurrency and drop it into your cryptocurrency wallet, you can actually get paid your 100% paycheck, your net paycheck, not your gross, right. your net paycheck in crypto through something like BitWage. Wow. And but like, biggest like, weakness is, uh-huh. the biggest weakness is the fact that it's, uh, you know, you don't own your own keys. It's third party. Right. You know? yeah. So it's, it's not yours. And it's, it's a service. Yeah. with and and to, to yeah, be honest, they they wait, will what? they will allow individual accounts, and they have an avenue for individuals to get accounts, but they gear their business towards this being an add-on service that employers can provide. So imagine getting hired uh, at a place, and one of the benefits they're like, yeah, you know, we we give you some free uh, beverages and snacks in the cafeteria over here. Uh, you know, we always play foosball on Tuesdays. Oh, and if you want, uh, we have this this company we partnered with. You can get paid in cryptocurrency. <laughs> You'd be like, yeah, okay, sweet. I'll take that job over a job that doesn't offer that. Well, but now, hold on. You, 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 you said that you, it's not your wallet? They're a third-party intermediary or service. They charge for their services. Okay, so but- they are the exchange. Right, but, they, they, but they don't hold on to the crypto. No, they tra- well, so they receive dollars and in return give you crypto. Right. right. Okay, yeah, yeah. You, you have to have the, 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 just as you would have to trust a bank. Uh, Minus some sort of fee. In order to right. even, you know, get your uh, direct deposited money out of it. Well, you don't have to give all of your check. You can still right, set right. up a BitWage account and then tell your employer, you can do splits now uh, if your employer has online uh, payroll, which most of them do now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so you have splits where you can go, Hey, uh, every time I get a paycheck, I want X amount to go to this account and I want the rest to go to that account. Mm-hmm. Right. And so you just split, you can dollar cost averaging automatically using BitWage, right? Mm-hmm. So you can That's just say, awesome. Hey, every time I get paid, take 50 bucks, put it into crypto, 
you send it to Bitwage, Bitwage takes it and sends you crypto into your wallet. Yep. Every payday. Yeah, I know. And then while transaction fees are low, you put that into a Tumblr, but then put that into your hard wallet, and there you go. Nice. Yeah, what, what I would do with that one, so I'd I'd have just, you know, whatever uh, percentage I can, you know, save with uh, sent into crypto mm. uh, during, like, this period in the four-year cycle and the next one, like, up until the halvening and then after that. Yeah. And then I would have them stop when it started super climbing. Right, because the halvening, at least for BTC, is supposed to be 2024, right? Uh, uh, late 2025, uh, early 2020. Oh, the halvening? Yeah. Sorry, yes. The, the halvening yeah. is... Uh, yeah, the is, next one. Uh, uh, is it March or April? Yeah, anyway, it's spring, I'll know around yeah. then, uh, of uh, of next of uh, 2025, I think. No, or I think no, it's of 2024. 2024. I'm yeah. pretty sure it's 2024. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, 2024, April, I think. Uh, 420? Could be. <laughs> Anyway, so up until oh, then, yeah. and for a while after, I would I would do the the dollar cost averaging is what it is. Hey, I think we lost our caller. Yeah, oh, I lost there. Oh, okay. Oh, weird. Yeah. Then then as soon as it uh, started climbing past a certain point, I'd be like, just give that to me in dollars, and I'll put it back in when the price calms down. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 I mean, if if you could set up some type of bot to where it automatically changes it after. You know, you hit, it hits a certain price point. Well, no, I mean, it sounds like this way you wouldn't have to. You just have to uh, turn off the uh, portion that's being sent from your uh, uh, direct deposit uh, when the price gets too high. And then when you think the price is at a decent place, you turn it back on again, and you'll have a little bit of extra money that you set aside if you were smart, and you can throw that in when you feel like. I like it. But you know that's. I, I think I've 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 applied for the one of the Bitwage cards, but this, the company that I'm working with doesn't doesn't do it doesn't use them yet, yeah. unfortunately. So it's not something that you can like be like, hey, do this for me. And right. Like, oh yeah, sure. You got to start selling them on it. Yeah. Yeah. So one uh, something I wanted to bring up on the show actually is that like uh, uh, Aaron Day was talking about how like get your money off the exchange. <laughs> yeah. So uh, something that I I kind of thought would be. Uh, sort of helpful is if people thought of it like just think of it like any other money guys okay like when you are in the airport right and you're like okay i've landed in mexico i need me some pesos or i'm off to mexico and i need me some pesos yep, yep. now do you just like leave your money there and be like i'll get those pesos from you later right you don't yeah. no no you get your pesos and you leave so when you don't do that it's a casino. Like, that's the thing. It's it's a chance-taking thing. Now, you could get profit, you could get loss, but it's a casino at that point. Yeah, so the, the problem, I think, is that uh, uh, these exchanges, of course, modeled themselves, their UIs, after what already existed for, like, banking apps, right? They right. Just, they just took banking apps and were like, how 100%. do we make this work for us, right? Yeah. It was essentially the first wallets right when they the mobile wallets came out when it wasn't just a website that you went to and logged into like uh my first one was blockchain.com mm. i think was my first one. long time ago far like long since been closed and emptied and all that kind of thing but um it it took some doing right kind of like uh, getting your first metamask now you gotta like you jump through a bunch of hoops and do some things and install a thing and like it's not that hard but like it's m more steps than it used to be uh, but these mobile wallets now, 
the non-custodial ones, I mean, they're still they're still top dog. There's other wallets coming out that I keep hearing. I can't remember what the hell it is now. There's a, a wallet I keep hearing about, and everybody's like, it's pretty awesome. I'm like, well, okay, but yeah, yeah. yeah. I think what you're talking about really speaks to something that's kind of at the heart of all of the issues and the drama that we had at Porkfest this year which is the dissolution of the understanding of the values and the reason why something was created. Um, if we look at the incidences that happened at Porkfest, uh, a lot of people like to attribute it to the influx of normies and, and quote-unquote statists, mm-hmm. voters and so forth that came for all of the presidential candidates. And I think there's nothing, there's no real way to avoid any of that. That's, that's a, a hurdle that any concept or any community or any system has to overcome is the introduction of uh, less consistent um, actors within the marketplace right. that are coming into it because of how popular it is. Mm, right. Yeah. The bigger the market grows, you, you know, the numbers just bear it out. You're going to have some bad human interaction. Yeah. There's no one saying mm-hmm. the market can remain irrational longer than you can remain liquid. Yeah. <laughs> And it's it's bound to happen in any system, and I think it's a good thing for pork fans to have all these issues. And uh, you know, these the schisms are growth. The mm-hmm. the challenges is how are how any good system will weed out the the weak links and break free of that to actually grow in the future. Yeah, and, and, and so organism is these... is anti fragile that way. Exactly. What I really like, I guess, about the the community at large, right? Uh, all of the participants at Porkfest and Forkfest and Sporkfest uh, are all willing to be questioned, right? Like, like nobody's like, don't question me, right? And I haven't heard that from anyone, right? Uh, everybody is free to act and choose and say the things that they want to say. And they all seem open to being questioned by the rest of the community. That's the positive that I see because that means the community can only grow. Whether that means grow in like number of people attending Porkfest, I don't think that's physically possible. Like, yes, more people can go and fit on that particular piece of land, but there's going to be no toilets and no showers, Mm. right? If any more people, you know, we're already maxed out, right? I think 3,000 tickets is too fucking many. Uh, well, a lot of that's just. Well, it I sounds mean, like an an issue where the market will provide. Um, if there is going to be six thousand people there, there's going to be where there's going to be opportunity for different infrastructure and different opportunities for people to create value within that system. So I you're agree. Be able, you know, and people just have to take advantage of it. But really. the the problem is is that there is a uh, you know a landowner involved in that equation. And so, you know, a whole a bunch of people can just go up to him and like start chucking money at him. But is that does that mean he's going to make the changes that are necessary to allow? You know what I mean? There's there's a third party negotiation there, and I don't know anything about any of that. Uh, apparently, there are some people who have been thinking about trying to buy it or something along those lines. I don't really know anything the details about any of that, but I think you're right. That is like- an opportunity for the right people and the right agreement. It's the, just a matter of getting the, the correct people together to negotiate that. Yeah, you're right. The market will provide, but it's a question of when. Yeah. So, like, right now we're going through some really wacky volatility in in terms of the entire monetary and economic system. So, at the moment, the market's going to take a second to catch up with itself. 
Now, here in a minute, you're, well, a couple of years actually, here in a couple of years, you're going to see enormous shifts in where productivity occurs. Yeah. So one of those shifts that I do expect, and I could be wrong, but I do expect is that this will be managed in such a way that the infrastructure can be expanded and thus can actually grow as an organism. Yeah. That's what I expect to happen. I could be wrong. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Time will tell. You know, uh, hopefully people get together voluntarily and, you know, hash things out and see where we can go. Uh, Phoenix, thank you so much for calling, man. Uh, give us a call again. Thanks for calling. Peace. Uh, let's go over here. Uh, Beard Talk Live, who the fuck is this? Hello? Nobody, apparently. And not that nobody, either. Well, what just happened? I think we've been butt-dialed, Captain. Yeah, there was another call. Not really sure what happened. Maybe they'll call back. 603-283-6160. That's why I ended the call, because this guy was holding for a long time. And then hung up, so... Uh, we'll see if they call. Uh, Beard Talk Live, who the fuck is this? This is Tony. Hey, Tony. Yes, I would like to talk to you about uh, the Dash app. Okay. I hate to switch subjects. No, but that's I've what we do. Tried to, uh, I've tried to do the, uh, you know, put my phone number in, and it does nothing for me. Uh, can you help me out on that? Uh, I in the Dash app. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, 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 Captain. You talked about it. You use it. You know what I'm saying. That's why I'm talking to you tonight because. Well, I'm not exactly Dash tech support either, but um. <laughs> so you've downloaded the app, is that right? Yes, sir. All right, and then what happened? And then it says to like create an account, and I put my phone number in, and it sends me like a text. Yeah. And it does nothing. It doesn't send me one. Am I doing something wrong? Because I've got Dash, and I want to use it. I mean, I'm just saying, you guys I, are great on this stuff. So I, I have to. I, I just have to ask: Have you have you turned it off and turned it back on? Uh, yes, I've down uh, yeah, downloaded it and then you know got rid of it, you know, put it back on. No, no, power no. cycling is an essential question. No, I, I mean uh, the phone itself. Have you powered the phone down? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, and, sir. and then powered it back on. Yes, sir. All right. Uh, do you have another person anywhere near you that also has a cell phone that can send you a text? Yes, and my wife and I've tried that and will not receive it. All right, so something else is wrong. Your phone isn't, you know, basically you got a busted antenna. Your phone's not sending or receiving anything. The okay. us the, usually like something like this, power cycling uh, will fix your phone. But since you've already done that, I don't have any further advice for you other than to maybe talk to your phone provider or get a new phone. Okay. Hey, well, or that, maybe that, the dash is, app is simply not working. Well, I'm just saying because they got the Never Edge know. wallet. I use Exus, you know, like you guys, you know, have told us, you know, yeah. own our own keys. And I've got got it, but I just can't get your app to work, or not your app, but sorry, the app to work. And I really want to use my Dash, 
because like you said, there's like a hundred and something thousand freaking things to use on there, but I can't get it. Well, now hold on. So, so you, you tried to uh, get your uh, family members to send you a text and it doesn't come through. That's what he's saying. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Even I, I mean, even tried to use my wife's that, that phone problem number. is way bigger than dash. Okay. What would that and be? Probably, then, and and that ideas? would, I think that would cause it. Hmm. Yeah, it's just it's got no signal. Yeah, so like I, you know, I don't know. Maybe your, your Wi-Fi operating system's busted, or your is uh, your Wi-Fi turned off? Your, maybe. Yeah, Wi-Fi might be off. Um, yeah. No, no. Antenna Wi-Fi could is be busted on the that. phone. Yeah, it, it could be a lot of things. Pretty, but basically, he's not receiving any incoming. And correct. Yeah, because yeah. I go to like to sign in to like create an account, and it will not let me. Yeah. All right, well, best of luck, Tony. Thanks for calling Beard Talk Live. Uh, so Porkfest and Forkfest was a lot mm. of fun, man. Uh, it really was. Um, I'm so glad that I did the like the EP release viewing pre-release because it doesn't even drop until Tuesday. Yeah. And uh, But everybody there was able to, you know, who wanted to, who was there, could come and see and view and... You know, get a copy for themselves long before anybody else. Mm-hmm. And Eleutheromania, the word that's the title of the of the EP, means uh, an insatiable, you know, strong desire for freedom. Right. And I thought I can't think of a better audience than a bunch of freedom loving people who are trying to make the world a better place. Uh, through peaceful means, through voluntary interaction, through just communication and exchange. And I'm so happy that I was able to do that. Uh, it, it means a lot to me, a whole bunch. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it really is what recharges us for the year, is that we get to actually see our principles in action. Even if for just a little, you know, half-limping moment in time, we can actually see it happen. Among the surprising attendees of of this uh, large military tent uh, thing that I put on with a hundred inch, uh, you know, TV screen projection kind of thing, and you know, nice sound set. Brought my Mackie speakers over there. Um, uh, lost my train of thought. <laughs> oh, you were saying one uh, an unexpected guest. Oh yeah. Uh, a life-size cardboard cutout of Toby Keith. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was surprised and honored that like you know such a uh, a huge uh, facsimile of a country music star would would visit my EP <laughs> pre-release listening slash watch party. Um, that was pretty spectacular. <laughs> to highlight, I haven't been able to talk about really since it happened. It was on my mind a couple of days ago. I'm glad I uh, I got to spit it out here on tonight's show because that that was sort of the icing on the cake. I'm like, I, I've been doing this thing where if something goes all right, something goes right, I try to catch it and go, what else can go right? Right? Yeah. What I'm trying to do is just change my intention, right? Like most people, when something goes wrong, oh, fuck, what else can go wrong? I'm sure as fuck. It talk, goes wrong. It goes wrong. And I'm like, I noticed that as a trend. And I'm like, can you reverse that trend? What if instead of doing it that way, I go the other way? I go, mm-hmm. 
when when something goes right, I go, yeah, what else can go yeah. right? Well, and here's the thing. Uh, by being these biological entities, we are geared to pay more attention to negative shit. Yeah. Because, like, dangerous things only have to kill you once. So that means that actual reality has... It's actually more balanced than that. Actual reality, the powers of, like, the opposite of not scary, dangerous shit are are actually way more powerful than what we are seeing. Yeah. Like, it's kind of like when you try and look out of a fisheye lens. And, like, you, you, if you think about it, then you can kind of think, okay, well, if I, it would kind of look like this if it weren't a fisheye lens. Yeah. That's kind of how reality works. Like, we are through the fisheye lens of what is dangerous is bigger. Everything that's dangerous and harmful is bigger than everything that is awesome. Do you think reality is malleable? Yeah. Well, I mean, yes I mean, and no. By you. Like, can you, you know, so, can you mold your own reality? You can mold your own reality in the respects of, like, I plan to do this so that my future becomes this. Yes, you can. But I mean, you know, like walk through walls and, you know, that kind of thing. Do you think reality is malleable? Uh, can so you will stuff? Thing. Can you will molecules to like you know reorganize themselves? Okay, so uh, th- uh, let's let's give an example of like uh, man overcoming gravity, right? Okay. Uh, through uh, well, it was the it was this principle of uh, the airfoil that ultimately allows us to defy gravity. Physics, right? right. Now, gravity is still happening. There's, there's no getting around that. It's still occurring. It's just that you used this different law of physics in this particular method to get around the effect of that still present thing. Right, right. So you, it's the application of the knowledge. Right. So if one's to walk through walls, then it's going to be something like that. Where like, yeah, all of the, all, all of the laws of physics that are keeping that wall there, they're still operating. Right. The wall's not actually going anywhere. Right, right. However, there may in fact be some other, because that's the thing. How many laws of physics are there? We don't fucking know. Yeah, that's true. We don't know how many dimensions this thing has, man. Yeah. Let alone how many laws are governing them. So, okay, there's other laws at play that we don't know about. Now, if you can find one and find a way to use a method to use that, then maybe you can get around something like, the wall stopping you from moving into the next room. Now, the wall's not going anywhere. Right, the things that right. are keeping the wall there, they're still there. Right. But there may be some other You're manipulating thing. or applying some other law of physics to circumvent the one that's in front of you. Right. So, like, if I figure out to go through a different dimension in order to reach the other room. Right. It's not that the wall isn't there in this dimension. Right. It's just I didn't use this one. I went around it. Right. Over it, through it. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. That makes total sense. So yeah, and, and you know, similarly applied to walking on water, resurrection. Yeah. Like, maybe there there may in fact be ways of like, okay, well, no, the water's still water. It's right. just as it's just as wet. It's just as dense. But I figured out this way of using this other principle, and through this other principle and with this particular method. I was able to walk on top of it. Cardiopulmonary resurrection. Um, 
<clears throat> so I'm going to do something here, and I'm just not even going to say what it is. But we're out of time. Uh, thank you, Peakless Mountaineer. Thank you, Captain Kickass. It's nice to be back. And um, goodbye, White. We'll miss you. Indeed. Uh, good call. Thanks to all of our callers, and we'll be back next week. I am, of course, going to take you out, as I like to do, with some music. This has been Beard Talk Live.